What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. Miles, tell the wonderful people, who do we have on today? Today, we have a very special guest. It's not Tom Brady, like I said it would be, but uh, he is the fiance of one of our good friends, one of the Lucky Ducks. Her name's India. She'll be featured on the podcast in uh, sometime in the future. Season two. Season two. Uh, but for now, we have her fiance, Zach. He comes from Seattle. He is a middle school teacher. He's awesome. He does a lot of uh, rock climbing, right? Yeah, a lot of rock climbing. Yeah. Since no. I've been here. <laughs> nice. No, he travels uh, during the summers throughout Colorado. Uh, so he's pretty familiar with the area. Um, they're visiting us this weekend. We're having a good time. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Boom. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Zach. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, um, why are you the way that you are? No, no I already, we already said already that. Cut, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. can go for it. We can open up that can of worms. <laughs> so, you're from Seattle? Are you born and raised in Seattle? Where'd you, where'd you originate from? So, just south of Seattle, about 45 minutes, a okay. town called Puyallup, Washington. Fun fact, largest state fair east of the Miss or west of the Mississippi River. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, fun facts. That is, um, that is that like the claim to fame of that? Literally, like the only yeah. famous thing it's okay. got that going for it. So nice. So you uh, you stayed in the area. Where'd you go to school? Uh, what are we? We tracing this all the way back to preschool? No, no, nope, nope, just uh, college. Oh, you want college? Okay. Yep. Central Washington University. Okay. Uh, nice. Home of the Wildcats, Ellensburg, Washington. Go Wildcats. Yep. And uh, you know, you might know this name. It's like one of the only famous people from there. Little John Kitna. Okay, yeah. I, I'm, I actually don't know. Is uh, no football, yeah. okay. Oh, That's cool. yeah, well, you know. Quarterback, Dallas Cowboys. Okay. No? Cincinnati um, Bengals. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really Yeah, that's okay. I can handle that. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Dallas Cowboys fan? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Are you a football fan in general? I am. All right, so you uh, obviously root for Seattle then. Correct. Okay. All right. But nice, who was nice. it before that? Who was before that? Denver, actually. Woo! Oh. Yeah, I was a huge John Elway fan growing up. Nice. So uh, nice. once he won in 98 and 99, and then I was he retired, and I was like, you know, it's time to root for the hometown team now. <laughs> I'm going to name drop. I just actually met John uh, about two months ago. I heard uh, a rumor of that. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, it was really weird. It was like shaking his hand his hands like ginormous yeah, baseball man. um you know he's, he's he's an older gentleman now uh white hair uh but uh still really tall and big big built nice guy super nice oh that's nice to hear. oh yeah like, a lot of fans would like to hear that yeah but he he did he did he did the um the famous person thing where you go oh nice to see you uh, you know i was like yeah. I, well i've never met you before yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he's uh it, uh, super humble and and then you know f- for the hour or two that uh i got to interact with him uh he was nothing but like tremendously nice and um just kind of like going with the flow i mean I, he's not he's he's involved with the broncos organization still but he's not the gm yeah um so he's got a lot of free time on his hands so he, i think he's in like probably re- like uh second retirement phase oh, okay. where he's like <laughs> nice. first retirement was from when he retired from the Broncos. Right. And then he's like, you know, became GM. Spent some money, got bored. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, I guess I'll just do Bronco stuff. And then yeah, yeah, I guess he's now settling into his second retirement, but that's cool. I um, hope I get to do that. I know. What right. do you think your first retirement will be? Uh, probably when I get fired from this. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. 
or canceled. Yeah. He's like, I'm retiring. Okay. Um, go out on our own terms. <laughs> I just watched uh, the Last Dance document documentary or uh, documentary. Uh, have you seen that? It's yeah, I we watched what I think I've watched three or four of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I I just uh, got to the part where he retires from the the uh, the Bulls. Okay. Uh, after like 93, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So after he won his third championship, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just gets three championships. <laughs> and um, yeah, he retires and it like shocked the world. It was crazy. And then, you know, he did like baseball for a while and then back to ba- basketball and then retired again. That's another example of like the luxury of retiring and then being like, okay, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do and then yeah. I'll retire again. Make millions of dollars, billions probably, off his shoes. Was that a uh, was that his his uh, documentary that he made? Or did uh, someone make it about him? He no. di- yeah, he didn't make it. Uh, he was, I mean, I'm, he's a large part of it. So oh. a lot a lot of what you listen to is him talking uh, the, in interview format. Interesting. I'm sure it's at his place. That's um, a new one. But he's not. I mean, since you know he. Since all the controversy and all the things that happen in the documentary, you know, documents this very well, uh, he kind of like fell out of the limelight, decided to like go behind closed doors and like live his life, not like as this super social role model, like public figure. Uh, And so I think this documentary was a big deal because he's not very like public about doing interviews, doing things like that. So like, this was a good insight into like his career and like the things that happened over the championship run in the nineties. And what was the controversy? Uh, his dad was murdered after his third championship. Um, and then, uh, he got himself into like some, controversial like gambling thing where he was like gambling heavily like millions really? of dollars yeah, like nefarious yeah. gambling i yeah. never knew this oh yeah, yeah. mj yeah. was a huge huge gambler yeah wow and so being like this soup like one of the most popular humans on the planet earth and everybody you know you know the whole saying like like mike they didn't even made a little bow wow yeah a little bow yeah. got it on that. <laughs> yeah he put on his shoes and all of a sudden he could just yeah. do it um you know being the role model and then this coming out it was kind of like uh people wanted to crucify him essentially because it, it made for a good press made for a good story okay mm-hmm. so i have a question for you and we can we divert a little bit? Absolutely. Okay, so I've seen this on Instagram a couple times now, so I have this question that I'd like to post to you. Who would win in a basketball game? Okay. All right. You with your build, okay, mm-hmm. but LeBron James's basketball skills. Okay. Or LeBron James with his build, but your basketball skills. <laughs> who, would, who would win in a one-on-one? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm very good. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm terrible. I can barely dribble the ball. That's funny. Um, I, I can put the ball. I can shoot pretty. You know, I'm okay. Just seeing how tall LeBron is. Like, that alone is just yeah, enough. Yeah. To, the size of his hands. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Like, lifts you up. Takes the ball from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he would. He, uh, I, I would definitely win in that scenario. Right, good. That's a good question, though. I mean, um, yeah thought-provoking that's also like the lebron james mj like like the whole comparing them thing i don't know space jam did it yeah oh, yeah yeah they're going to do it <laughs> it's gonna that come looks like a good movie though i'll be honest i'm kind of excited yeah, we'll see. to watch it yeah. um 
you know, watch the first one right before you go see the new one. I feel like you got to, yeah, just yeah. so you have reference when you go into the theater. Yeah, because you you never know if they make if they make like callbacks to yeah, the first movie. Oh yeah, you want to be able to receive that. You yeah. know, and, it's and like when you have to go if you're watching any of the Marvel movies and you have to go back and watch like some of the Marvel movies leading mm-hmm. up to the new one because they're gonna throw back and make jokes. Yeah, oh, I did totally. that recently. Yeah, Watched yeah, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I hadn't seen, like, I don't know, how many are there? 15 or 20? There's so a lot. Many. I, I couldn't yeah. tell you all. Yeah. I hadn't seen maybe, like, seven of them uh, randomly in order. I hadn't seen most of the Avengers movies. I had seen a lot of the other. Really? Uh, yeah, a lot of the others in the series. But uh, since they're on Disney+. Plus, oh, okay. Because before it was like, how am I going to watch these movies? Because yeah. one's on Prime, one's on Netflix, whatever. So as soon as they got on Disney Plus, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and actually watch the ones I haven't. Uh, and then I got through. The only one I haven't seen is Captain Marvel. Mm. Oh, great film. Yeah, yeah. it's not. I, I actually have been doing the same thing as Miles, what, rewatching them. I've, I've been watching them from like where Disney Plus is telling me they chronologically fall in oh, line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the very first one is like Captain America. Yeah. Uh, and then like Iron Man and blah, blah, blah. Or Thor, I think, is somewhere in there. Mm. Um, they did them in phases, but they did them like out of timeline. Right. So they like did this whole playlist. Anyway, Captain Marvel is in there because uh, it's kind of like the origin of Shield kind of uh, story. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty good. Like I saw, in, I remember seeing it in theaters and being kind of disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah, only because I think it was coming off of like the the momentum of Wonder Woman at the time, and I was like. I really loved Wonder Woman. I yeah. thought it was like was probably really one, one of my favorite superhero films ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm so excited to see this other one, which also has like a, a powerful uh, a woman leading character. Right. And I don't know. I think I was like holding it against Wonder Woman as like an expectation level. Okay. And I I didn't think the what did I. Uh, I, I, what I can say is I did like it the second time around okay. as a little bit more than uh, I did the first time. And I think it's after I saw like the end game and all that, I'm well, starting to appreciate some of the little finer details mm-hmm. the second round going I, through. I always felt that she, it wasn't a, the word I'm in my mind is filler movie, but that's not the right term, but it's mm-hmm. like, you need to introduce her. You can't just have her show up out of freaking nowhere. Like you have to, you have <laughs> yeah. to kind of have a preface with her. Yeah. And what's crazy though is like after I watched it, I went and like looked her up because I really didn't know much about her. Like I knew of the character, mm-hmm. but like in theory, she's the only one prior to Endgame that could defeat Thanos. Right. Like she could go toe to toe with him on her own, even if he has the Infinity Stones. She's a god essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like a god. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Watching Endgame and because I think that's the first one she's in that's not hers yes correct because because they came out so close to each was other she was she in endgame or was she in she wasn't in endgame i thought she, was, yeah. yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah. i'm thinking Infinity if you guys Wars, haven't yeah. seen the movie yeah, in skip one. ahead like a minute because we're about to drop some spoilers yeah, yeah. so she yeah. essentially comes in at the very end that's right it's, she's like the denouement yeah, yeah. she's like right. I, she flies through that big spaceship and yeah. wrecks everybody's mm-hmm. life yeah which i'm like why where were you like 40 minutes ago well yeah she was <laughs> okay. she was at the beginning of the movie she about was like journey. i have to go do something yes, i can't remember what right. she said yeah. yeah she had to leave for a long time mm-hmm. to go find him i think right or something like that um, I, think she was, I think she was helping ending the war that yeah, was going she was, on. Right? She was going to help Stark because she gets Stark out of the 
the plane and everything like that because yeah. he was going to go down hmm. with it. He was running out of oxygen and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. But so she flies off because she's looking for Nick Fury, but he's not there because mm. when Thanos snapped, he yeah. was one of the half right. that disappeared. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw... Because the reason I didn't watch Captain Marvel is because I saw uh, Infinity Wars and then I was like, I have to watch Endgame. Mm-hmm. This is going to kill me if right, I right. watch one more yeah. movie before yeah. this. Um, so... That's why I skipped it, and then when I skipped it, and she was in it, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he texted me, was like, "Just saw Endgame. Um, I'm really sad now." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. well, I thought they did a good job ending it." Yeah, yeah. I they oh, wrapped yeah. it, it up. Is fantastic. Makes yeah. you feel yeah. really sad. Well, there's a lot inside. of people that that made an argument for Infinity War being better than Endgame. Really? Yeah, and I saw, I see through it. Right? It's kind of like I think Empire Strikes Back is better than Return of the Jedi. Okay. Right. Yeah, the the, right. the ending being solace, the bad guy winning. Right. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's still that journey that you have to go through. So I can see it. There are a lot of people that thought it was too, too cliche, I guess. And like there were too many things that popped mm. up that were like kind of. Oh, like in Endgame. Infinity War. In Endgame. Endgame. Oh, Endgame, they were just yeah. like, oh my god, they're you're overhyping this, you're overhyping that. Yeah. You know, and I I disagree. I enjoyed the film, but I think I think. Yeah, having the bad guy win is always a solid, like, like what what's a what's a good example of the bad guy winning? Uh, old country or is it old country for no country for no, old men? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, 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 bad guy wins, right? Right, solid movie. Um, it doesn't follow like the happy ending like uh, mantra in, right. in Hollywood, where the bad, the good guy always has to win, or good always has to defeat evil. Yeah, right. or like um, when you when you look at ones where it's like, is it the bad guy? Yeah, like, like is the evil really evil, mm-hmm. or is it right. good? Right, and then Thanos makes an argument. He strongly believes yes. that he's helping the world, the mm-hmm. universe, yeah. by doing this. Right, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he he has no like anger towards anyone he's like mm-hmm. i'm i'm doing you a service yeah. by doing well, this and he shows the example of his planet he was like my yeah. planet was flourishing and i told them this like this is what we should do they didn't do it and now look at it yeah it's titan was so, so then you kind of feel bad you're like ooh, maybe i do agree with him but do i yeah. but do you agree <laughs> like and, and but can you agree with him but reconcile 50 percent of everyone you care about right right it's the ultimate um it's the ultimate psychological question like the whole uh, two train tracks, one train. Yep. Right. You can kill one person. Or you can yeah. kill five. Yep. But yep. it's interesting uh, because I, I always like looking at how movies, when they come out, are parallel with themes like in our world. Oh yeah. So obviously, climate change is the huge yep uh, mm-hmm. factor there, and that may be something where our world has to deal with one day. It's like More, we have to take drastic measures where yeah. a lot of people could die if we want to save the planet for future people. Yeah. So, are you a big Marvel fan? Uh, overall, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was one of those I really, really enjoyed. Them. I didn't get as in depth as like my brother and sister, or my brother in law and my sister, like read the comic, yeah, go through everything. But I definitely like went and dug up the extras mm. and added to the piece of it. Like so, huh. uh, like Captain America is my all time favorite. Yeah, um, and it's partially because like just I like I like have I have an optimistic attitude in okay. my life, and the fact that he always seems to have that. Yep. And it doesn't matter how hard the chips are stacked against him. He's just going to go do it. Yeah. Like he's like, I can die doing this, but I'm going to go do it because it's mm. just the right thing to do. So also for you listeners that skipped ahead, welcome back. 
<laughs> yes. welcome back you, you no more spoilers <laughs> yeah beyond this point we'll do our best yeah <laughs> I, I i agree I, I liked it too um i think watching them uh all i mean kind of together and quickly rather than waiting a year to see the next movie or right. whatever um i can see how people could say that there were things that were kind of like cheesy or it's like well, how did this person become so powerful all of a sudden or whatever it is right. like, to make the story work. But I think uh, it's kind of like, to me, I look at it as like a masterpiece. All those movies, all those uh, different actors, the different mm-hmm. production uh, people in the production. Yeah. It's pretty amazing how they made that entire story and they're still continuing. It's not over. Yeah. Right? And they just they have more movies coming out that will continue to, to, mm-hmm. ha- to intertwine a bit. Yeah. So you may know this. Does is is the story the overarching story? Is that what happens in the comics? There are miss. There are some serious missing pieces. Okay. So like, but overall, it, overall follows a pretty similar trend. And again, okay. if you're a true comic book reader and you're listening to this, right, feel free to correct me, <laughs> right. But I know that like, one of the ones is like I think the biggest one that was a difference was like at the end of Civil War, uh, Cap is supposed to die and Bucky's right. supposed to take over at that point, right. But obviously, it doesn't happen, yeah. right? Because they're setting themselves up because they've had the the Civil War. Now they're setting themselves up for the Infinity War, where they'll get back together in the End Game. So, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, they wanted to milk that a little bit, little bit longer. Yeah. I think you had a good combo of leaving Bucky mm-hmm. as Bucky, and you had a good combo of you know Chris Evans. I think yeah, that's, Chris Evans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that you had it going, and you had him probably signed through a certain point. Yep. Right, and that's kind of what's happening. So, like, I like the ending. You know, won't roll any spoilers, but just like the ending. Yeah, so. yeah, the ending's good. Uh, it yeah. definitely wraps everything up yeah. pretty nicely. Um, so, DC, not a not a fan. Wonder Woman, out yeah. of this world. Yeah, no questions asked. Uh, I think all the movies are actually entertaining. Yeah, just not not the same. They just level. don't match that kind of Marvel. And maybe it's because Marvel had like put so many out, so there was like an expectation of what that kind of movie was, and when DC didn't do what Marvel does because they want to do their own movie their way, kind of, yeah. yeah. People's expectations. What about Wonder Woman? The I what, didn't see nineteen eighty four. No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, not that great. Maybe skip it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just one of those ones where I didn't. I like Wonder Woman was the best one, and then everything after that kind of was like. Yeah. I felt like they tried to build off of her and build off the success, and it just didn't. Yeah. It didn't just didn't reach my part. Mm-hmm. So I know there's plenty of DC diehards out there. Like my brother-in-law who at their wedding, we all wore DC character shirts and DC character belts. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty good. So yeah, it was a crescendo that I think didn't keep climbing afterwards. Mm. And yeah. although I love this, uh, Zack Snyder cut of the justice league, I thought okay. it was done really well. Yeah. If you have four hours of your time, <laughs> then I highly recommend HBO, it. right? Yeah. HBO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just did a movie uh, for Netflix, uh, Army of the Dead. I heard was uh, yeah. was interesting. They just yeah. that just came out last weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I yeah, think I saw it a... takes place in Vegas. It's a zombie movie. Oh, really? Yeah, could be good. I'm you not think sure. that's been milked too much? Zombie movies? Yeah, just or zombies in general. <sighs> or do you mean, think you can always kind of create a new storyline that goes with it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think people are always interested in the end of the world scenario movie yeah yeah just make a new take on it yeah we're always like one of my favorites was like and i guess they're not zombies by definition but was um oh now i'm drawing a blank will smith 
Oh, oh I am I'm legend. legend. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting concept. So I always, I always, whenever somebody brings up the movie, I always think about, uh, the fact that in the movie gas prices were like six bucks. I yeah. remember that. I remember distinctly like gas prices was like six fifty or something. And I'm like, and was, what was it like 2019 or something that the whole movie takes place? In, yeah. Uh, Is it? Like, yeah. It's like, we've already yeah. passed it. Yeah. When yeah. gas was like the cheapest. <laughs> yeah. We made it. Yeah. We, we, uh, surpassed the inflation of gas. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so Zach, tell me what, uh, what are you passionate about? Is there anything Ooh, specifically shoot. passionate? Yeah. About. You're passionate about besides India. Yeah, that's number one yeah. on the book. Dog, mm-hmm. The dogs are number two. So okay. we have two dogs. We got, uh, rescued a, a, it's an American, half American Staffshire Terrier and half German Shepherd. Before I met India, I rescued him in 2017. His name's Dirk Pitt after uh, a book character from Clive Cussler. Oh. Uh, you may recognize the name from Matthew McConaughey made one of his movies, uh, Sahara. Mm-hmm. And he, he, the character he plays is Dirk Pitt. Okay. But it worked out on two levels because obviously I love the character because the character is like a Rico suave, like super chill. <laughs> yeah. No matter what happens, the bad guys got him. He's just cool under pressure. Well, I so I walk movie. in animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Then this dog is like, all the dogs are like super excited. And this dog's just like sitting there like, what's going on, man? How's it going? <laughs> I grab a leash. They all like start jumping. He's like, oh, we're going to go somewhere. This is cool. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like them. And then we just adopted a, oh boy, a 51% boxer, 24. It's a mutt basically, but he's yeah. mostly boxer. He's got the coolest ears. His name's Goose. Um, mm-hmm. Fun fact, my fiance in India named him after uh, Maverick's. Yeah. co-pilot right. however she has never seen top gun oh how does that even work yeah, out? how does that work <laughs> how does that work out i'm told that she will watch the movie at some point yeah she well, wasn't the sequel supposed to come out soon yeah maybe that's yeah. what will inspire her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. well it's a it's a good movie nonetheless it good is. soundtrack yeah yeah but i'd say like other than like obviously family and things like that but like yeah. teaching is probably one of my biggest passions yeah what like do you just, teach i teach uh middle schools the seventh and eighth grade u.s and washington state history Washington State history. Yeah. Interesting. Required wow. class to graduate. Really? But it's more of a box you check. Yeah. At this point, because like they can't use seventh grade GPA on uh, okay. a high school transcript. So oh. it's just like, a, hey, I did take it. I passed it. Cool. Yeah. Um, right. So, but I, I love that. I love taking like real life scenarios. So, like, right now we're doing like the First Amendment uh-huh. in our stuff, and we're talking Ooh. about like scenarios that play out in schools. Okay. So the kids are like, what? That yeah. kid said that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, did he get in trouble? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, he's in big trouble. And I was like, yeah. you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, so let's run through some scenarios. Okay, let's let me, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a, a couple of uh, cases, okay? okay. And, and again, if you have any previous knowledge, you'll blow them out of the water. If not, then right. you'll kind of play through. Okay, so uh, during the Vietnam War, two kids want to wear black armbands to school with peace signs on them. Uh, the school district has passed a not ordinance, I guess, a rule, a policy that says you can't wear armbands to school, and they're trying to prevent like fights between students about the war, right? Okay. This is taking place in Iowa, so you can kind of get a reference point on mm-hmm. how people are probably feeling in that state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the kids show up, wear their armbands, uh, get suspended, and they basically get suspended until they're not, they won't wear them anymore. Okay. So, so they have to agree. Yeah. So can the school suspend them for okay. violating that policy? Hmm. Um, can they legally? 
Yeah, legally. So it's not like. Well, so it's it's a it's a question, right? Of like uh, freedom of expression. Okay. Right. Um, I want to say that the school can can do it. Yes, I would say they can as well. Okay, the school can't do it. It was uh, a cabinet came down sixty nine seventy two. The U.S. Supreme Court said that. you're as students, you don't shed your first amendment right when you walk through the schoolhouse gate. So then kids were like in their seats, right? They get pumped. They're yeah. like, I can say F you to the teacher. Yeah. Like I don't shed my first amendment rights. This is awesome. <laughs> right. So then you lay out another one. So, uh, let's see there. So, so with that, how can schools, uh, institute, uh, so it, it's, we weigh these situations. So the court, most of the time, when you look at this, the court weighs, um, what we call individual right versus common good. So the student's individual right to freely express themselves versus school function as a whole. Mm-hmm. So what the court ruled in that case is two kids wearing armbands and walking around, they're not like holding up signs or yelling, fuck Vietnam. Like they're mm-hmm. just like, hey, we're just showing our thing. Yeah. So it would be like if kids wanted to fight them, those kids would be the problem. Right, okay. And so that's what they said. They wouldn't cause a disruption mm. to the school process. So then for uniforms, schools can justify it by saying it. Well, the, the you'd have to go back and say, what kind of school are you talking about? Because private schools public way school. different. So public schools, yeah. yeah, you would have a really tough time um, convincing it. There are few cases, but there's state courts the supreme court hasn't weighed in on anything they're actually the courts weighing in on the biggest supreme court or their biggest case on student freedom of speech they just finished hearing arguments last month and then they are going to uh they're going to get a ruling in july which will be really interesting and that is a 14 year old cheerleader was a freshman tried out for her and i could be wrong on how i'm saying this tried out for varsity cheer Mm -hmm. going into her sophomore year didn't make it. She got put on JV again. I've heard about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was at with, she was off campus on a Saturday with her friend at the Cocoa Hut. Shout out to the Cocoa Hut. Cause Cocoa I already, Hut. I already did this, uh, to my, uh, one of my, my YouTube channel. We already talked about this too. Oh, nice. Um, but she basically posted a Snapchat on her story that said, uh, F cheer, F softball, F school, F everything, mm-hmm. right? And then she posted a follow-up snap, I think, with her and her friend flipping the camera off and basically saying, like, I guess, you know, I needed one more year of experience, but some people don't because a freshman girl made the varsity team. Um, gotcha. And so they suspended her mm-hmm. for the season on cheer, right? There was no school suspension. It was just kicking them off an extracurricular activity. Okay. Uh Parents tried to talk to the athletic director, the principal, the school board, and the superintendent, and got nowhere. So they filed a lawsuit in court. Court froze it. Um, the punishment said, "Hey, like you can't kick her off, you know, for that. Like you gotta kind of we we have to look at this and see how the court's gonna rule on it." And so mm-hmm. it's made its way up the pipe now, and now it's in the uh, Supreme Court. But what's crazy is the girl Jeez. is now in college. She's a freshman in college <laughs> yeah. and studying accounting. <laughs> And so what's crazy is her name just came out because she just turned 18. Uh, and so her name is being released and her photos being released everywhere because they can now. Yep. She's no longer a minor. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could. I thought it was if there was a minor, you, you can never 
expose who it was you can just because it's once they come clean so it's like the uh, famous case in 85 new jersey versus tlo which had to do with kids smoking cigarettes in a bathroom mm. and the principal caught them and they lied about it so she went through her, their purse found cigarettes but also found rolling papers a uh, large stack of small bills and like um uh what was it they didn't find marijuana they found they found some other piece of evidence that shows that she was dealing drugs at school wow. and so obviously police report expulsion the whole shebang um and she argued that she didn't do anything wrong um because they it was illegal search and seizure on her part mm -hmm. the principal's part and uh the court did not rule in favor of her <laughs> yeah right. Uh, she yeah. got she got crushed but what was crazy is they did an interview with her god what was it in 2005 so i think it was 20 years later and she was like i just wish i would have said i was smoking because then they wouldn't have searched my stuff uh, right yeah right because right. they were looking for cigarettes yeah, to prove yeah. that she was smoking and that would have been like a what a suspension or yeah, something just yeah. like hey you were smoking can't do that and yeah. remember it's the 80s right so it's, yeah. cigarettes are still pretty popular especially among teenagers and stuff mm, like that wow. so yeah but yeah so the court will hand down that case what's interesting though is you have this off-campus free speech mm -hmm. that made its way to campus but the what the court is having trouble with i guess was the fact that they were looking at it from a standpoint of you kicked her off an extracurricular. You didn't like take her out of school. And so basically all the justices, liberal and conservative minded are all kind of like, yeah, you should be able to punish. We don't want to put like a black and white standard on it. And mm -hmm. that's, what's going to make it really tough to like a slippery slope. Like fallacy. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so they're just like, we can't. So they're looking at the, the outline and the punishment as a whole, because basically I think all of them agree that a year suspension is too much mm. off the cheer team. Like suspender one or two games, three games, whatever, three activities, whatever right. it was. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting because it'll be the first time we've heard like an off-campus right speech. Case. And this will be used to judge every <clears throat> scenario now against that. Yeah, I mean it's interesting how that how that all works. What do you, what do you think would be a fair ruling? I, I think they got to hand down. Because the reason they're the reason it made it, she won in the appeals court. So the school mm. district won at district court level. Okay. Um, she won in the appeals court, and the problem is that normally when when that happens, the schools are done. They're like, okay, cool. You know, we don't want to spend the money to do it, but they spent money because this could lead to punishment for cyberbullying, mm. right? So if I have a like a, a fake Facebook profile or if, not Facebook, face, I've learned Facebook's for old people. Um, so if Instagram, <laughs> totally. TikTok, yes. whatever, yeah. you know, if you're bullying somebody on that and you're doing it off campus, can the school punish for it? And so that's why the school is like actively trying to make this. And so I think that's what's going to come down. I think there's going to be a majority ruling in her favor. But what's going to be interesting is the parameters that are set in the majority opinion and i also think that the dissenting opinion is going to play a role that could set precedent as well later on down the road so in my opinion there should have been some sort of punishment mm. but again what all the justices have said she's blowing off steam right yeah she didn't just say like fuck the cheerleading coach she was yeah. like fuck cheer fuck softball softball was an off-campus activity it wasn't had nothing to do with school huh so it was just like, like a club type yeah thing. yeah so it was like it made no she was just literally let off steam, which we've all done before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. like, that's the biggest thing. Like, are you really going to go punish every kid that says a swear word off campus? That's what one of the justices said. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're going to have your nobody in school. Like, like where yeah. does it stop? Like, where exactly. does it end? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, so. I remember, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember hearing a lot about 
uh, incidents like that in in a uh, high school where it'd be like someone some kid was uh, drinking like you know at a party or something and then yep. he got in trouble at school mm-hmm. even though it had nothing to do with school. So right. that's an was were they an athlete though? No if they, athletic codes have those built in. Yeah. So like you have those off campus parameters also built in. Uh, yeah. Um. In, if he got in trouble at school, like for school stuff, that's a different thing that could mm-hmm. hold a had to hold more weight. Mm-hmm. But usually extracurriculars like that, there's a code that you agree yeah. to when you join Makes athletics. Sense. It's so, like yeah. when uh, when Jameis Winston at FSU got arrested or in trouble for stealing crab legs at Publix, <laughs> right. he got suspended. Right at uh for whatever suspension he was delivered yeah or like any of the other things he did yeah (laughs) yeah all yeah count them there's a long list of them welcome in your new orleans saints quarterback (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly how weird is that um no i think uh yeah i think these these conversations are, are crucial to like help you know protect and also just uh have a have a have a no this is the way we do things because this is how the supreme court has absolutely um but yeah i'm wondering i'm wondering so when is when are they supposed to rule on this july is when everything will be handed july interesting Hmm. okay so what's another give us another scenario another scenario yeah okay uh this one was my favorite so i actually we took uh to be a teacher you're obviously taking a bunch of ed courses and one of my favorite ones was ed law which my roommate, Tim Mayer, used to call it. When I'd tell him, like, yeah, I was in Ed Law, he'd just interrupt me and go, Ed Law. <laughs> so, um, okay, you have, uh, we're in Juneau, Alaska, okay? okay. Uh, a gentleman uh, by the name of, his last name's Friedrich, uh, doesn't go to school that day. Um, he goes uh, with some buddies of his, and they're hanging out. Um, they're going to go uh, near the school. The school gets let out, actually, because the Olympic torch is running by. So it's 2002, I want to say, and the Olympic torch is going to run by. So the whole school gets let out just to go watch the Olympic torch, which, I mean, like, that'd be sweet. Like, I would think that'd be one of the coolest things to see. And him and his buddies are across the street from school, and they unfurl a sign, which I kid you not, is hanging. It's hanging in the museum in Washington, D.C., this sign is, and it says, Bong Hits for Jesus. What? <laughs> which, again, like, just prefacing some information, Friedrich saw it on a snowboarding sticker. He has no idea what it meant. He thought it was funny, which, again, if we can all think back to our high school days, how many yeah. times did we do something because we thought it was funny? Yes. Right. Right? They unfurl the sign. So the principal, Deborah Morris, goes across the street, rips the sign down, suspends all of them for five days. Right, brings him in and is talking to him about the suspension. Friedrich is a smart ass, which I can't say in my class, but I can say on this podcast. Yep. And he basically is like quoting Thomas Jefferson to like just <laughs> mess with her, right? Like, I have this, my freedom of speech, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And so she doubles the suspension. His is now 10 days. Okay. So he takes it to court, wow. right? Freedom of speech. This is my freedom of speech yeah. and everything like that. And it goes up through the pipe and it gets to the Supreme Court. So. The question is, can you suspend a student who did not go to school that day, but was near, that you saw near school, uh, holding up something that had like drug paraphernalia? That's what he was suspended under, was like the drug, anti-drug policy. Oh, so he wasn't suspended at all for skipping school? Nope, not the skipping school had nothing to do with it. Okay. It was the, it was the, her suspension was for the school's anti-drug policy. Mm-hmm. Was, was this sign like um, within sight line? Of like oh yeah, across school? the street. Okay, 
So the school's out. They're in front of the school, like yeah. on the main street. They're across the street and unfurl the sign. And and I want school's you to understand out. the sign is huge. We're talking a banner. Yeah. Like it's it's a big sign. Where did they get this banner? Yeah. Like, they literally they make it muddy. Like, if you if you have if you can I don't know if, okay. you, if you can see it. Like you you Google it. It's it's is hilarious. It like, oh yeah. Okay. It's got duct tape. It's okay. it's beautiful. <laughs> what did it say? Bong hits, Bong for, hits Jesus. for Jesus. That's hilarious uh but also on a, a serious note i think since it was within sight line of the school i want to say that they can't do that okay that's that would be my reason so, so he can be suspended he can be suspended okay. yeah. i would agree okay. same logic yeah. okay so it, it basically comes down to you're right but for a different reason okay the reason you're right is because the minute the school got let out uh it became a school event and so they were at a school event which then oh. makes it because of the policy. Because he should have been at school. No, 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 no. no. Just no because think he was about there. like this, right? Like, so what was your high school rival? Uh, or who, who's another coast. school that your school played? Golf yeah. Coast. Okay, yeah. so so you went like imagine if you went to a Golf Coast game, like your high school is playing Golf Coast, and you're there at their stadium, you know, smoking weed. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like it would be the same school policy. Event. It's a school event, mm-hmm. like school yes. officials. So that's what, like, the kids are, like, blown away because they're, like, arguing with me. But our rival's at Freda. And I'm, like, if you're at a Freda, you know, and you tell the teacher to F off, yeah, you're still going to get in trouble. Like, it doesn't, yeah, you know, you don't get the freedom of speech. You're at a school event. Like, you still have to show respect because it goes back to that individual right versus common good. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. If the school lets him hold up that sign and does nothing about it, you know, what's to stop him from doing it again and again and again? Right. right and the disruption to the process so yeah that's that was my whole reasoning was like it could if it's um is that is that it where you pulled it up bomb i'm assuming Jesus. that's probably it that's it yeah <laughs> wow yep. so that's the the picture and then like this yeah, one right here sign. down below next to the guy with the beard uh that's the museum in washington dc and the sign is hanging up Nice. Wow. So why did they put it in the... It was a piece of, like, they, they talked more about, like, it being um, a famous, like, news story kind oh, of deal yeah. and laying into that, so... Is that the actual banner? That's the actual banner. So they kept it? Yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't that awesome? For that That kid's entire... famous now. Yeah. I guess it's famous. evidence, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. They gotta bring it up in court, so... Yeah. Imagine being, uh, like, in the court... And they're like having to bring this thing out, and it's like this yeah. huge thing spans from wall to wall. Yeah, it's just it's massive. So that is funny. Do uh, do kids have have uh, free speech in schools? To an extent, I always make the argument like they can wear whatever they want, right? Mm. Realistically, right? You have to have things that you have to cover certain areas just because it's detrimental to school process. You have you can't wear anything that has you know violence, sex, drugs, alcohol on it. But like I'm telling, I tell them all the time, you get to dress up however you want to wear, whatever yeah. you want to wear to school. You get that. You know, you can say your mind, your opinion in class. Can you tell a teacher to have off? Technically you can, but you shouldn't. You yeah. know, you'd have to have a really good reason why and, and have to have a lot of stuff like that. And then what I, what I reference with these is, is I, my favorite story is I was teaching First Amendment rights. Golly, what are those kids now? Are they sophomores now? They're sophomores. And my school wouldn't let girls wear leggings. And it was a, it had to do with tight-fitting clothing. Like, that okay. was written in our dress code. And it was silly, right? Yeah. Because the girls in my class were just like, they're like, Turner, you see the boys in basketball shorts? And I'm like, yeah. 
I do. And they're like, that's what leggings are to us. <laughs> and it like clicked a light bulb in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really okay. So they were going to stage this massive protest where even the boys were going to wear leggings, which nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Um, but I, I had to reference this. It was like, if you're going to stand up for something, like if you're really upset, you know, about these cases, like you have to understand you're going to go through a lot yeah. before you get what you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like referenced with the legging thing. I was like, you're not going to do anything with your protest. They're like, he can't suspend us all. I was like, yes, he can. Yeah. <laughs> like he literally can do that. Like mm-hmm. it's not, hmm. you're going to, I mean, and he's going to offer you the same deal that he offers everybody. Come down here, change your clothes, right? Go yeah. back to class. No big deal. Right. But if you're going to be defiant about it, then it is what it is. So like all right. these cases, right? Like that they, they, they lay out for you. You have to like, be willing to do it. But what's interesting is there are some cases that happen accidentally, such as this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, should this kid really have been fighting for freedom of speech? Probably not. Yeah. Right? Like, he, it was a goof. But do the kids from Tinker versus uh, Des Moines, do they deserve it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, they're right. just giving a minor, they're giving their public opinion. All right. You ready for your final one? This is the last one I'll give you, I promise, and we can move on no, to something I love else. It. Go for okay. it. So, this happens in Vermont at a middle school slash high school. A kid wears a t-shirt that says George Bush, chicken hawk in chief. So it has a picture of George W. Bush on the body of a chicken. Next to the body of the chicken is three lines of cocaine and a razor blade. On the other side of the chicken, in the chicken's hand is like a bottle of alcohol and like a cup. And then, like, down his sleeves, whoops, down his sleeves and on the back of the shirt are, like, more references that George Bush is, like, addicted to cocaine and alcohol and all this stuff. Okay. Right? He wears it to school. Yeah. Right? Teachers tell him, no, you can't wear that, man. Like, drugs and alcohol everywhere. And he's like, no, 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 I I can wear this. I can wear this. He says, they're like, no, like, you need to, our policy is if anything happens like that, you have to cover it with duct tape. Mm. And so the kid refuses to put duct tape on, says, nope, I'm not doing it. Like, I get to wear this shirt. You know, this is how I feel. Da, 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 da. So dad talks to, I think, like the principal and the superintendent. And they basically just, you know, say, hey, he's got to go home. Right. Like, he's just he's just being defiant. He doesn't want to wear this. He won't do the duct tape thing. So the kid comes back after his suspension. I think it's a short suspension. I want to say it's like one day or something like that. Yeah. Comes back wearing the shirt. But he's yeah. got it all covered in duct tape. And it just says the word censored <laughs> on it okay. everywhere. Okay. Right? So the question goes, like, and while he's doing this, his family sues, you know, saying that his freedom of expression is violated. So can you wear that shirt to school? I'd say no. You'd say no? Yeah. Why? Like, I mean, all those- because of the drug policy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'd say either that <clears throat> or he's kind of uh, putting some connection between drugs and in the president not that it has anything to do like you should be able to say what you want about the Mm -hmm. president but that like you can't say something that's not true about someone right so he's i would say that for that reason it could be that uh they could suspend him right he can wear that shirt it's political free speech Hmm. so since it had the president of the united states on it right it dictates how he feels about the president Oh. And so it designates political free speech, which you cannot censor. That's so weird. I, so, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So some kid goes, so I can come into school and wear like a giant, like uh Biden with like smoke and pot and stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, 
you can yeah, i said is. but again look at what this kid went through right like he got mm-hmm. suspended he had to argue this they had court like it's these are all things that are just a pain in the rear yeah it mm-hmm. takes so right? much time i wonder if if he did do that and then he did get suspended if his parents went to the I don't know, superintendent, what is it? And brought this case saying, hey, here's where the Supreme Court ruled. Well, and and, and then the discussion's over. Yeah, no? and, and that's usually, yeah, most places will back down, yeah. like that kind of thought. Like I, we had a teacher uh, a couple years ago that uh, made every single student stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. And you didn't have to say it, but you had to stand up. Okay. <clears throat> and so, excuse me, so... Uh, and we got we get to my class and the students are telling me about this and they're complaining and they're just like i i don't think the pledge of allegiance represents me like i don't think this country represents me i don't think they're you know they're out and i was like okay i was like that's fair and i'm you know thanks for like sharing that with me and they're like well do i have to stand i was like i don't want to be this guy but i'm gonna be this guy i was like no she doesn't have to and it goes back to a 1943 court case Mm. which was a jehovah's witness girl in west virginia did not couldn't pledge allegiance to the flag because in jehovah's witness you can and i could be wrong if you're jehovah's witness and listening to this obviously i'm not an expert but uh she can only pledge allegiance to god yeah and so she couldn't she couldn't do that or she'd be violating her own religion and they they basically expelled her until she would come back and say it and the case went all the way up through the court and everything like that Mm. and one because you can't have compulsory unification Mm. um of something like that and so lo and behold that kid went to that class and sat down for the pledge of allegiance mm. she said i need you she's like you got to stand up and he's like i actually don't and i said you have to be as nice as you can yeah. i said not a smart mouth but you have to be as nice as like you said i don't have to do this wow so she got sent he got sent to the office right and luckily my uh principal is a history teacher oh, okay <laughs> a former history teacher so he like knew this already yeah. and he was like okay so like the kid came down and he goes, Hey, he goes, do you have like a reason, you know, for not wanting to stand? You know, he's like, I just, I'm curious at this point. And mm. the kid laid it all out for him and he's like, okay. And you sent him back to class and, and then he had to have a talk with the teacher about it because yep. you can't, like you said, when you have that kind of precedent there, it's too easy to win lawsuits and things like that for. Yeah. So, so. for the, the one who was a Jehovah's witness, was that because of, of religion? Mm-hmm. They did. They marked it on religious freedom, okay. right? And Congress so, shall make no law. Um, I'm gonna butcher this. Congress will make no law that'll uh, establish a religion mm-hmm. or um, or what is it? I'm not gonna say in the proper terms. But basically, not you can practice your own religion freely, right? right. So okay. as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And so, if mm-hmm. this kid's reason wasn't religious, they still could have. Suspended. But the fact of like requiring people is close to establishing a religion. So if you require everyone to stand up, say the same thing, okay. it's similar to a religion and establishment of religion. It'd be a religion of the United States. Right. Yep. So you can't do it. Interesting. So, yeah, I had a friend in, in high school that wore a shirt said, meet the fuckers. <laughs> and it was George W. Bush <laughs> and like a bunch of like his cabinet members. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and obviously a rip off of meet the fuckers, but right. They didn't make them. They didn't make them change it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh-uh. Plug free knew. speech, man. Yep. Damn. My mom wouldn't have let me wear a shirt like that. <laughs> and that, I wish that's. I, I mean, I would have never <laughs> left the house doing that. Like yeah. it just wouldn't have been who I was. Yeah. But it'd be so funny that's if it crazy. was like, yeah. Uh, if you're like the parent, you're like, 
have at it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they shock them. Let me know what yeah. I'm curious. Let me know what they say. Well, yeah. it, we we ran into that with. I mean, I teach in a, a high Hispanic community, mm-hmm. and so we ran that with like kids wanting to wear Trump hats and wow. like Trump shirts and things like that. Yeah. And you know, there were people who argued like, "Hey, like that," you know. That I feel threatened by that, mm. you know, just based on his rhetoric that he had said, you know, in speeches and everything like that. And we, you know, the school had to talk about it as a whole and everything like that. But like, obviously his history. We talk about that kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about it, I said, I said, are they saying anything to you? And the kids are like, no. I was like, so they're just supporting a candidate. Yeah. I said, you don't have to agree with their support at all. We were like, right. hashtag fuck your feelings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 because it's just one of those ones. It was so there, there were so many times that were just like tough with that, yeah. but it wasn't like, and I, I get it. Like, I understand why there's a great, if you haven't sure. seen it, it's on Netflix. Um, it's called Schultz saves America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz. Yeah. yeah. So when he talks about like, uh, why Trump got elected and stuff like that, like I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was just one of those ones where like you took it and like kids were always telling me stories and stuff like that about that and, like just the fear and everything like that and but then you had to like talk to them and be like hey like this has been happening right like obama did it bush mm-hmm. did it you know it's something yeah. like where you know the, these things happen and yeah your family is probably living in fear and that sucks like there's it's, it's really tough to have those you know, conversations. I had one of my, one of my all time, we don't have favorite students as teachers, but one of my most memorable students is what I'll say is, uh, she came up to me and and she told me a story about how when the night he got elected, uh, her dad and mom were like, Hey, like if we get, you know, taken, you know, here's how it's make you, here's how you make it look like adults live here. Here's where the money's hidden here. The house is paid off. We're good. Like you can do this, you know, we'll try and figure it out when time comes. And, stuff like that. and I was like, man, like that's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Like that kind of that stuff. Kid. But it was that, yeah, it was that just that, that overall fear. Right. Mm-hmm. And it never happened to her family. It never happened to anything like that. But it was just one of those ones that's kind of, it's, it's part of like that. When you asked me the original question, what am I passionate about? You know, going full circle, it's these, it's like these kids, mm. you know, and never getting to see, like, I'm going to go back on Wednesday because we're going to fly home tomorrow and I'm going to show like pictures of Denver and like us rock climbing and like doing the oh, escape cool. room picture. And they're going to love it because that's like, these are kids who think Seattle's like the biggest city. And it's just <laughs> not even close. Wow. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah. like when I've gotten to take the few that I've gotten to take to like New York city and their eyes are just like saucers. And for those of you who don't know, saucers are the little things they used to put cups on to keep it when it was spilled. So, yeah. That, so you wait, so you, you get to go on these like trips with them. So I've done it. I've, I've organized, I did, fi- I did it for five years and then I took a break. My dad had heart surgery that we knew was kind of coming in, mm. uh, 2018. And so we basically like, I told him like he'd recovered and everything like that. And he was like, well, I've always wanted to see DC, but I just don't think I'm going to get back there. I was like, look, old man, we're going. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And so I passed it off to another teacher that like took the kids and everything like that. And I did a similar trip with my dad. We went for a little bit longer. And so I haven't done it since then. And obviously we've had COVID and things like that. So we haven't gotten a chance to, to go again, but they're hopefully rebooting it. Um, I think we're going to try and not do, not go next school year, but the following yeah. give kids like two years to raise the money and, and stuff like Whoa. that. So, so they're the ones who raise it or yeah, it's yeah. one yeah. that they raise it. It's just like, nice. there's no 
real means to like try and get them stuff. But we've done fun organized fundraisers in the past, but I try not to touch any money just because I don't want to mess any of that stuff up. So yeah, yeah. But so you you do that with some kids, and then you also do a summer thing. Yeah, I work for a company uh, during the summer. I'm not sure with copyright and everything. I can't probably no talk about their yeah. whole, their name or anything like that. But it's a company that uh, basically does. It's something we don't. I never knew about in living on the West Coast. But it's called a uh, like a teen tour hmm. and everything like that. And so it's like when kids would go to like the long summer long camps uh, over on the East Coast. Like I did a couple years. I did three years in Pennsylvania every summer from June to August, and I loved it. But it just took up too much time. And so there was a company that I found. And they take kids traveling, um, but they do it in like three weeks. The longest our company does is about 40 days uh, on the road. I've, time. Done, I've done that one. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> Can I just say that sounds very Washington-ish? Yeah? Does it? Thing. Yeah. I don't know. Or Montana. Like I think those, that would be so awesome to do that as those a Those states, like, I feel like yeah. they always are doing stuff like that. Yeah. It's, well, it's an interesting experience because you kind of, you get two different kids on the trip. Hmm. right so like this summer like uh miles has said earlier i'm going through our southwest trip just because everything most of our stuff's in the states this year just because we really can't travel with covid you know and everything like that we can go through the states are opening up and doing that kind of stuff so i'll start in i'll pick kids up in denver and we'll go stay at boulder for two days at uc boulder and then we'll go down to buena vista and go through Vale, aspen and kind of do that but we're going to be like rock climbing and kayaking and rafting like we're gonna do all the outdoorsy stuff. I think I get to ride mountain bikes. Or I get to ride mountain bikes in Moab. I'm gonna, you Whoa, know, isn't that do, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're doing stuff called like Via Ferrata. If you've ever heard of that, for people who haven't, it's Italian for the mm. Iron Way. So basically, like you know how like in this is the way I describe it to people. You know, in like Ninja Turtles, right? Like they have the sewers have like the ladder rungs like bolted into the side. Yeah, it's so, like the rebar. So it's like those, but they're bolted in the side of a mountain. Okay. So you like climb up these ladders. You do like there's a really cool one that I'm gonna. That like apparently like you walk like you have to like hold your rope and yeah. then you walk on the side of a mountain like holding on to anything. Ooh, yeah, it should be dangerous. Yeah, you're taking kids. Yeah, to do this. Yeah, I have. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna have kids going into ninth and tenth grade with me. Okay, do they so. actually do it? Oh yeah, all, all of them will do that. Oh yeah, really? Wow. Yeah, like they when I have waivers and obviously, oh yeah, oh, right? big yeah. time. Yeah, like, yeah twenty yeah. percent of you <laughs> will not return. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't have a sacrificial lamb or anything yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> Um, but like one of the scariest ones that I've done is we were in Costa Rica, uh, before COVID hit. So two years ago okay. and, uh, we did canyoning. And so I had to wow. rappel down a 180 foot waterfall and like, there's a kid next to me and he was like, Zach, I'm so scared. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> like just yeah. pushed off and I'm, I'm not, I'm terrified of like heights and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, I have to go. Otherwise they're all not going to go. Right. Yeah. If, if so, you pussy out, the, the rest exactly. of them are like, eh, and, Well, Zach didn't get to yeah. it. So sure I just like jumped down that and it was yeah. just, oh, it was so cool. But it was just like so intimidating when you looked back up the, uh, the waterfall that you had just gone down you're like, holy crap. I just repelled down that That's thing. That's crazy. Dang. So I don't, th- I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's but then like the other type of kid you get is like more of our like a teen tour stuff. So they'll they'll do like Disneyland, they'll do Universal, they'll do mm. you know go to um uh what am I thinking of Rodeo Drive. Mm. Um, you'll go to a San Francisco game, Alcatraz, um, just ride the cable car, Chinatown. You know, go to Vegas, do like the M M&M and M store, Coca Cola store. That's my shit right there. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that I mean, funny? Yeah. They go to Vegas. 
Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this on the car ride over it's here. So weird. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> so you 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 done it with you guys go to Vegas? Yes, it's hilarious. So we always tell kids like, hey, never answer your door, you know, unless you know it's us. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And of course you're in Vegas. Uh where are we staying? <laughs> They'd be uh, in bed before ten or something. Oh no, no. They they we keep them out pretty late just because like we don't get to do an evening activity there. Like so they get to ride like the New York, New York roller coaster and then we do food okay. like at New York, New York. Yeah. And then we'll go over to like the M M&M and M and Coca Cola store. And they'll get to shop. Like there's all the shopping stores and stuff like that, that they get to go to. Yeah. The funniest story I have from Vegas actually is uh is there's this kid who would brag about his mom uh doing his laundry and like folding all his laundry and we have to do laundry on the road and they have to do their own laundry mm. and so he was like doing his laundry like, i can't wait for my mom to do my laundry like <laughs> when i get home she's gonna unpack my bag she's gonna do all my laundry it's gonna be all folded nice and everything i was like cool <laughs> so the kids in vegas if you guys have ever been to vegas which i think you both have when the guys on the street have the pictures yeah. of the naked girls with the phone numbers. Yeah, they, kids they gr- take it, they're like business cards. Yeah. They, they flap, they whack them against their hand. They make a, it's like a pop sound. So yep. it gets your attention. Yeah. But all the boys grabbed every single one they could and <laughs> oh they hid God. them in his bag. Like every pocket, every t shirt. Without him every, knowing? Without him okay. knowing. Oh, man. And so he found out, he found, I think, like four of them. Right. But then we get, we had a group texting app and we get home and I swear it was the day we got home. Right. And I'm just exhausted. And of course I fly out after them. So like I land and I get, I look at this text, like, guys, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> my mom just found all these naked pictures of girls. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's really funny. So I'm going to ha ha that message. And <laughs> every time I go to Vegas and I see kids running around, uh, I instantly just, I'm like, why would you bring your kid here? Man? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I can understand like, like uh, a couple of decades ago, Vegas yeah. really shifted towards like the kid market. They mm-hmm. did like, you know, the roller coaster, the Excalibur has like a night show. Yeah. And some, there's like Camelot, arcades yeah. and mm-hmm. like, and, and those uh, casinos. Yeah. But nowadays it is not a place for your kid. No. Yeah. Do but, not take your kids to Vegas. Unless you're just staying at Circus Circus, <laughs> which I think closed. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. if it'll ever reopen. But, but the, and the, it, I mean, like, I'll make an argument. There is stuff there. Like, we, there so we get to, like, we yeah. do the sleep in and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. which is really nice because it's so dang hot. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a pool day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they get a half an hour at the pool, but they do, like, the stratosphere. If you've ever done the rides at the top of the stratosphere. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There so, are things to do, no, don't, no doubt. But, like, at night, but, you're, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I to- 100% agree. Well, anyway, going back to my very first story was just how i'd tell stories uh these girls like call my cell phone my my trip phone and i'm like hey what's going on they're like zach there's a guy who won't stop knocking on our door and i'm thinking like what the heck so i go over right and says drug dude come on guys let me in this isn't funny like come on i'm really tired guys and i like walk over to him like excuse me like can i like are you okay like can i help you and he goes yeah my friends won't let me in i was like what room are you in he goes this one i was like no no like what room are you in and he like looks down he goes i somebody had written it on his hand oh my god so it was like but it was like he was on floor like 25 like three and then room like 29 right well he was on you know floor 19 knocking on the room awesome. it's like dude you gotta go up 10 more floors <laughs> oh shit sorry man <laughs> he like just walks stumbles off has a good time Jeez. so that's yeah, hilarious. a lot of those yeah i've never sure. been that drunk uh in no. vegas uh-uh. no i drunk but room. i would have just passed out not actually gone back to the room yeah, yeah just that's true. <laughs> get to get found in a drunk tank yeah somewhere really yeah. no you wouldn't have done that yeah 
Vegas is You wouldn't cool. let it happen to him. No, no, no. I remember yeah. there was a good story of like Miles and I getting getting uh, having a couple of beers. Oh yeah, and, power hour. Yeah, power oh, hour. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah the we're Venetian. Venetian. <laughs> and we're in my room. We thought it'd be cool to do a power hour. And, yeah. and near the Venetian, there's like a wall, Walgreens, and we picked up a couple of like tall boys. Yeah. And so we're in there, and we're doing we're doing power hour, and we get a little too swasty, yeah. <laughs> and we had going downstairs. And we're like, you know, throwing some money on the table. We're having fun. Yeah. And then, and then mom's like, that part. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I got you, dude. And we're going. And he's like, and he gets, gets into the stall. And I'm like, like, you know, posting up like, yeah, like guard, a bodyguard. Guarding like, the just door. Swaying yeah. back and forth. <laughs> like, I'm like, I mean, when he pushes you, you just fall. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing holding me up at that point. Um, no, that's, that was a good time. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah. I, I wouldn't let miles, uh, wouldn't let miles, uh, fall into the depths yeah. of, I would say make it there's a lot of, there's a lot of homeless people in Vegas and, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like a dystopian, uh, society, like in a bubble there. And when you go, if you go for like two nights, I think that's like a good amount of oh, time. Oh, yeah. You don't want to go any more than that. Yeah. Because you go three nights and you're like, oh, I'm doing ready to go. Any four nights, four or five nights, you're going to turn into one of those homeless guys. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like if you, go, if you go four or five nights, you better be going to like yeah. a UNLV game, <laughs> Las Vegas, Golden Knights. Yeah. Like you better be going yeah. like the Raiders. Like the, go to three of those football yeah, games or right. three of those games and then. Yeah. Hudson Dam is not, not too. Is that what it is? Not the Hudson, the Hudson Dam. Hoover no. Dam. Hoover Dam. That's Hoover it. Dam. Yeah. 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 You can tell I've never been to it's all Hoover good. Dam. You don't need to go there. Um, <laughs> it's just a tall thing of concrete. Yeah. yeah. I've heard. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. You'll. Still drying, by the way. Fun facts for you. What is? The concrete's still hardening. What? Wow. Yeah. That's how thick it is? Well, that's how much, that's how much they used. Like the center of it is like dr- yeah, still so like in the in the of? yeah, it's so like when they built it, yeah, they had to actually build pipes into it that had cold water. So like they pump cold water from the river through the dam to like heart try and help harden the concrete. But there's so much concrete that oh my god. Or let me rephrase that. Sorry, if it had been poured as a single block, it it wouldn't be. It'd give off enough heat. I think they said for like. 200 years or something like that so i think it, i want to re- i'm going to retract my statement i'm gonna say it's yeah. hardened and, and fully hardened but it's it's one of those ones like if it was poured as a continuous slab it would still be huh. going because i think there's america the story of us which i show in my class uh said i think you can make like a four foot sidewalk from like la to new york with that thing oh, wow Jesus. yeah the concrete that's crazy. in that so i believe it's it. crazy I, I saw it we went but we didn't go over it because uh, you can't go over it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Why? Terrorist attacks. Oh, yeah. Like after nine eleven or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, could you imagine the havoc? Like, and and yeah. not even just the flooding part of it, right? Like of of having the river go like crazy, but also that's all the power and water for like Los Angeles. Yeah. And like, oh, really? uh, well, like just a bunch of those arid areas, like Las Vegas exists because oh. of it and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like that water gets diverted to, mm. to those different places. So. Wow. so you can't Chevy chase it and like, <laughs> no, not as much as you want to. Okay, Great cool. movie though. Yeah. That would be, you would die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, weird. That's, you know, nine 11 changed so much in that, in that regard. Like, um, you know, even like the, the Denver international airport, they have a hotel. You've, I'm sure you flew in here, yes. so you noticed the the Westin on the very end of the right. terminal. That was planned to go past onto Con. It was supposed to be mounted near Concourse A, which oh, is like really? past security. Yeah, but they had planned that 
the airport was built and they were building it in phases. So they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll get the airport open. We'll have it functioning right. and then we'll build the hotel. Nine eleven mm-hmm. happens and they're like, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't make that pre-security or post-security. Let's yeah. put it pre-security oh, because shit. they couldn't keep it secure enough. Right, yeah. Yeah, because of all the security concerns. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Damn, that's um, crazy. Yeah, changed, changed everything. Lots um, of things like that. Well, it's like trying to explain to my students because we're at that point now, if you guys can believe it, where we have post, you know, 9-11 kids mm-hmm. at, at in like 7th and 8th grade. I think mm. I tried telling them, I was like, wait, I was like, you guys were born in like what, like 2001? They're like, no, nah, Turner, like 2007. I was oh like, my God. whoa. It's <laughs> like, I'm old. Yeah. I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. <laughs> You're going to be continuously reminded if, if you continue teaching. Because oh, yeah. all these big sure. milestones, like soon you're going to be like, oh, yeah, you weren't born before COVID. Yeah. And they won't, we, they won't understand what mind. it is to yeah, know what COVID was. That's so true. It's, it's one of those things, like, too, it, it always makes me laugh. Because so when I started teaching, I started at 22, which, like, obviously, like, right out of college, mm-hmm. fresh and everything like that. So those kids were like eight years younger than me or like seven years younger than me depending on like when they were born kind of deal and now it's like oh you're born in 2007 so i was graduating high school that's cool all right great story (laughs) was that weird for you being that young teaching those? it was really weird um but also why i want to teach middle school another reason to teach middle school versus high school is you're just you have a little bit more of an age gap but middle schoolers to me like always get like the tough rap Mm -hmm. right like Elementary yeah. kids are cute and adorable, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, you can slap them on, you know, bond posters and calendars and everything. High school kids, they're graduating. Their sports, like, matter and everything like that. And yeah. you got the middle school kids, which is like, well, you guys haven't formed into high schoolers yeah, yet. Yeah. You're not cute anymore, so let's figure this out. Yeah. And that's, like, that's my, my age range. Yeah, but it's it was weird to teach that young, but it was also nice. Huh. You know, I have some teacher friends that started in their thirties and they really like it. And they reference that. I was like, I wasn't ready to teach and everything like that, but I kind of liked the trial by fire that I got. So, hmm. and especially not start, speaking Spanish. <laughs> did you start teaching like history? And yeah. All that? I've all, so the only thing I've taught besides history is I've, I've taught a couple years of English hmm. um, and done that cause I'm endorsed to do it too. But history is my, my bread and butter. So you go to your degree. Uh, social studies teaching and okay. I have a master's in education in education technology. Nice. So, all right. Did all you right. get your master's, uh, after? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. that would make sense with the age starting. Yeah. Teaching. Yeah. I got my master's, uh, two years. I started it two years into my teaching career and then finished it in, in two years, but it was an all online masters kind of goes, nice. go with the flow and I coach three sports. So. I was like, took Kept my time. Busy for just a chilled. While. Yeah, just chilled. <laughs> wow. So, what'd you coach? Cool. Uh, so, I coach back then, I coached uh, high school football, um, eighth grade girls basketball, and then track and field for the middle school. And high so, school football? Mm hmm. What'd you, what position? Wide receiver and quarterbacks. Oh, cool. Did you play? No. Okay. Didn't play a down of football in my life. <laughs> you just like <laughs> love the sport? Well, or? so yeah, I spent like the, basically what happened was the high school coach at the time called me and said, Hey, I know you can coach. Like I've seen you coach basketball. I've seen you coach track. Like I know you can coach. He said, I'll teach you everything you need to know about football. I said, okay, I thought I'll do it. Wow. And so, yeah, so I've done that. I've spent a lot of time. Like I think I've spent now, I think I've gone to like three or four, like university of Washington, like high school football camps and coaches and stuff like that, which is really fun to like go stand next to like college athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know the name, Probably doesn't ring a bell because he he hasn't been really dynamic in the NFL. But his name's Danny Shelton. He played defensive tackle for Washington, and he was 
He was a first rounder to the Browns, I think. Mm-hmm. And he like he I was sitting there watching D lineman drills and I was like, okay, I'm like writing stuff down. And all of a sudden the shadow comes over me and this dude's freaking huge. <laughs> yeah. I want to say he's like in his he's at least six six, you know, uh three hundred pounds. And he's just like a shadow. I'm like, Oh hey Danny, yeah. how's it going? <laughs> it's like don't step on me. How's so, the draft? Is it getting good? That's great. <laughs> so was uh what when you coached, did you guys win? No. So it's a it's interesting because it's I mean you'd win some you'd lose some we yeah. had a couple of years of five and five kind of deal like just right. just breaking even um but there's like a dedication thing like our town soccer is the sport really yeah it's oh, Hispanic it's Hispanic yeah and population. it's really they're I mean they're good like when yeah. in 2014 they won the state title which is really cool and then, oh wow yep and then the the following year they got back to the finals and they lost in penalties. So, hmm. so I mean, they, they've had a decent, you know, soccer team and stuff like that. Wrestling was always a big one for them too. Like the wrestling community got built up pretty big and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's, it's interesting with kids today. There's a lot of kids that basically they want to be the state champion, but they don't want to put in the work to be the state champion. Oh man, I've never heard this statement before because yeah. <laughs> these days just, they it's, don't earn what they have well it's it's an interesting as curmudgeon as i sound uh it it was we were listening to uh i was listening to a speaker at a leadership conference that we had kids at and it was really interesting because he was talking about how he was a baseball player and so he was standing out in right field and he was thinking you know i want to be a wrestling state champion like i just i want i want to stand up on the podium i want the medal I want it all. You know what I mean? And then he looked over at the track and he saw the guy who ended up winning, I think the hurdles, like the 110 hurdles or something like that. And like every day, like before practice was out doing extra stuff at practice, didn't take a single like rep off, like Mm -hmm. went as hard as he could after practice stayed and worked on stretching techniques and like other things like that. And he was like, at that moment, he's like, I realized I didn't want to be a state champion. He's like, I just wanted all the stuff that comes with being a state champion. Yep. And it was really interesting because I have a lot of students now that tell me they're going to go pro. Wow. And I mean, we all, we all want to be pro athletes at yeah. some point in our, our lives, you right. know? And it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be pro. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And some things you just, you just don't get a chance to just because you're not born. My hands, like, I don't know if people can see on camera, look how <laughs> tiny my hands are. They're so small. Right? They're like little Trump hands. They are. These are <laughs> tiny hands. Yeah. Like, and I didn't realize how small my hands were until somebody pointed out to me probably about eight years ago. Huh. Like I had no idea I had small hands. And then I finally put it up next to somebody's and I was like, wow, I got small hands. <laughs> like, um, by the but, way, I don't think your hands are very small. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's not me something either. I noticed. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate Just it. to make you feel better. It does. It yeah. does. Thank okay. you. There you go. Um, but when I, like I tell them, like, there's intangibles. Like, some some of you are just not going to get the height. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get those features that you need that require that are required to be a pro People athlete. are, some people are built different. Yep. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And it's like, like, I have kids that tell me all the time, like, I'm going to go pro in the NBA. I'm like, that's great. Like, what are you doing to go pro? And they'll be like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the basketball team here. I'm like, that's great. I was like, we had, it was actually really cool. I got to coach against a girl um, who now plays for Louisville. And she like led them to the elite eight right. um, from a town. She's one town or she's like two or three towns over from ours. And I remember her coach coming up to me when she was an eighth grader and, you know, really nice guy. And he's like, he's like, Hey, I got a player. He's like this one right here. And he goes, she's a lefty. He goes, I'm just gonna let you know right now. Like I'm going to go let her go left the first quarter 
He's like, after that, if she goes left, I'm going to call a timeout and pull her out of the game. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, we weren't going to win the game anyway because, again, when you think of basketball, right, like that's something you should be practicing year-round, you know, or at least touching a basketball year-round kind of deal. And my girls just don't. They just come out to, you know, they some of them really want to win and some of them really just want to hang out with their friends. And, you know, that's cool. Yeah. That's something in our community that we can have. But this girl goes left in the first quarter and she Euro steps around a girl. Mind you, this is my best team. So we have A team, B team, and C team. Okay. Like just because we want a girls the same caliber to play each other. And so this is my A team. And girl Euro steps around her. And it was beautiful. It was a sweet bucket for the first bucket of the game. And the girl looks at me that she Euro stepped around and goes, can you do that? And I was like, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> I was like, you're just, you step trouble dribbling. So we're, that's why we're not doing Euro steps right now. Um, and oh, so, uh, and then I just remember her in the second quarter, right? Horn blows. They get the ball on the inbound. She inbounds. She goes left. She's got a clear drive. Her coach calls timeout mid Euro step. Nice. And I just like look at him and I'm like, you're going to call a timeout. And he comes, she comes over to the bench and, and he just does like a quick 30. So we're on the floor and he already has his sub standing up next to him when he comes in. He goes, he goes, you, you're out. And she goes, what? Why am I out? And he goes, what quarter is it? And she looks out and goes, two. And she goes yeah. and sits on the bench. And she's out on the bench. I think he kept her out the second quarter because I mean, he didn't, yeah. didn't need her. But, uh, but then after that, she went right every player and she worked on her passing and she worked on her three point shooting, like just different things that like, and then like when I, I got a chance to talk to her after the game, you know, and I said, you're really good. Like you're a really great player. I said, what are you doing? She goes, Oh, I get up at, I'm at the gym at 5 AM and I'm shooting foul shots. Yeah. And I'm, I'm running lines and I'm just doing it. I'm like, do you want to do that? And she goes, yeah. She goes, I want to be the best. It's not my, my dad doesn't, my dad's nice enough to drive me. Like, yeah. He doesn't make me do this. And then she goes, and then after that, I go to this practice, and then I go spend time at the high school and play with the high school players, you know? And wow. I and then I stay after, and I work on different dribbling, different shooting. And she goes, I play for a select team. Like, I do. I travel mm-hmm. and everything like that. And and what's crazy, she's the one who, um, I don't know if you guys saw it in the stores, they were super close with Kobe and his daughter, oh, Gianna, and okay. they played on the same wow. team. Wow. So that's how good she was. And so that's awesome. So anyway, so it was like a really, obviously really big deal. when Kobe had, had the accident with Gianna and everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, there was, uh, she's a really good basketball player, but it was one of those times whenever kids tell me that I'm like, are you putting in the work yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it? I think like, uh, scouts were saying that you need to like shoot like over 150, 200 shots a day. Oh yeah. To that's even scary. like be oh, yeah. considered like, it's you. I mean, it, it's just like to us. Like it, when you th- think of something you love, right? Like I look at it from a standpoint of like I love playing golf. Right? I'm terrible at golf, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't put the time and the effort in. I let her drive up to the course. I'm like, hey, grab a beer. Ball. Let's go play golf, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Who it's cares? Also if I terribly sh- expensive to play. It is. Yeah. It is. So well, depending like- on if you go to well, if you go to a course like me where it's like, uh, it's like the community course kind of deal. Right. It's not as bad. Yeah. Um, but, but it's yeah. also time consuming. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, but it's like one of those ones is like, if I really want to be good at golf, I would go to the driving range every day. I would go, you know, putt, I would go do all that. And it's like, I'm not going to, because I'd rather spend time with my family. I'd rather play video games, watch TV, yep. hang out with my dogs and stuff like that. So it's just, hmm. when you tell kids that I'm like, yeah, what do you, and they're like eating a bag of t- Cheetos or Takis yeah. and they're like, this is so good. I'm going to go pro. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, so cool. Is this something the whole like kids, uh, I guess you could call it like what not entitlement, but there's like a 
there's an I think it's an unrealistic expectation of themselves, mm. and I don't think it's and and maybe again maybe I'm being old and curmudgeon-y, uh in the sense of like kids these days like because when I feel like when we were pro athletes like we were like oh yeah I'm gonna be pro athletes like da 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 but like it wasn't a thing but there's I I feel like I run into more kids who legitimately think they're gonna go pro. And what I try and do is like I crush their hopes and dreams where I'm like, hey, you're not gonna go pro. Yeah. And I was like, tell me the last kid out of Quincy that went to a D1 school. You can't. Mm-hmm. We had one kid walk on way before my time that played softball at the Washington State University. Um, and there's been some very successful kids at like my school, Central Washington, which is a D2. And so it's like, okay, like we've had some success, but it's like nobody's gonna play D1. Is like, this you know. something that you've noticed is uh, has been increasing since you've? There's more and more kids now that I'm not gonna say, have this attitude. I'm not going to say increasing, but I'm going to say it's like there are a lot that have that unrealistic expectation. But what I was like kind of going with is I like to steer them to something else. Mm. So it's like, hey, do you like medicine? Like, Do you like working on people? Like, You could take your love of sports and apply it to athletic training and volunteer, like be athletic trainer at your college and then get a job. You know, Or maybe you like, you know, maybe you're like the brand guy, right? Like you like to wear the nicest stuff. You know, and you like to have it like you always have that. Be an equipment manager. Yeah, I dated a girl who uh, whose cousin was the equipment manager for the 49ers. Oh, mm. cool! And it was really cool. Like he just he was a punter, and he was they brought in another punter who was going to be better than him. Yeah, I mean the kid could just he's like yeah I just read between the lines kind of deal. And so he ended up getting hurt in practice somehow, and they had like a they he had like a small scholarship I think, but they like they brought him in they're like hey like. You know, we'll let you travel with the team. Like, you can hang out, but like, we obviously can't keep you on scholarship. Like, you just, yeah. we have this other guy. And he's like, Yeah, no, I get it. And then the equipment manager had pulled him aside and said, Like, hey, you work really freaking hard. Do you want a job? Like, come here, work with me, you know, as an intern, and you'll still get to see all your buddies, you know, you get to do all that. And he parlayed that into an internship with the Miami Dolphins where he worked with uh, Marino. And he wow. was literally like, for lack of a better word, he was Marino's bitch. Basically, like, <laughs> yeah. go wash my car, go get me this, go do this. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so that's what it was. But it was cool because he, uh, he like, the guy who was the equipment manager for the the Dolphins, the head one at the time, was like the known one. Like, I guess, and I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't tell you his name. Um, but he turned that into the deal with the Niners hmm. and like got applied for a job with the Niners, got it, and then worked his way up to like the head equipment manager. And I've like, I still see him when I watch the games and stuff like that. If you watch the Niners, if they show him like they like a player's helmet's not working or like they're getting a cleat or something like that, that's wrong. Like he's the guy who's like doing some of those bigger jobs. Like, nice. and it's his job to like make sure that everything's laid out and like the varieties, right? So like, okay, like the example is like Frank Gore. So he's like, Frank Gore wants these three sets of cleats to test during practices or during the warm up. So we need to have these three sets of cleats out. You know, he wants these gloves. He wants to try these two sets of gloves or whatever. And so that was his job to make sure that everybody else had all this stuff. But then it went to practices too, which I didn't even know about. Like his job was to set up all his team to set up all the equipment for practices. And if the coach called an audible, they had to adjust and say, okay, we got to move these bags over here and this stuff over here and have this all ready. And it was just like, I was like, this is like a really cool, intricate job that we don't think about. Yeah. Yeah. Never would have thought about that. Yeah. 
And it's like, or like, do you like marketing? You know, yeah, are you a yeah. business person? Like work with well, sports and business. That's the thing is, is it always about they just love sports or is it like, I just want to be famous or I found that money. I'd say like, I'd go 50% or I'd go 75% of the time. It's a true love of sports. Like mm-hmm. they just would want to be involved in that sport all the time. Yeah. And they're not, they might not be good at it or they might be really good at it for our town. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go play somebody else and they're like, crap. Yeah. So well, like I think the games. through line in all this is like putting yourself out there and working hard to achieve what you like. Exactly. You have, if you don't have the work ethic or the, the, I guess we'd call it the balls yeah. to go put yourself out there to like, like, like the example is, um, I think it was one of the, um, team lawyers for uh the broncos mm-hmm. uh he started answering the phones at the law clinic oh like, really got his law degree and was like i want to do this and yeah. he's like well there's we already have a full team there's you know these guys aren't gonna die tomorrow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, everybody yeah. wants Not, this job yeah. And, yeah and the only way you're gonna get it is if you f- start from the bottom work your right. way up and just and have just that work ethic start answering the phones then you're in mm. and then you can start leveling up yeah um but so, you know some people just don't have the, the willpower i guess when i think like i mean you can remember like how many times did you change your what you want to be when you grew up oh yeah, so every, many times oh, yeah <laughs> <And> <laughs> so I, many and i mean that's what i i always kind of chalk it up to is yeah. like that you know we we changed what we wanted to be or what we wanted to do with our lives so many times that it's like we always stop to forget like this, these generations behind us are more mature than we are, even if they don't act it Mm -hmm. because their world is much bigger than ours was. Mm. Right. Like we didn't have, I mean, I had MySpace. I think in high school. Yeah. Right. Like I had a, a flip text phone. Yeah. You know, to, to text. If I went on the internet, I was going to be murdered by my mom for (laughs) the amount of money that was going to cost. Right, like it was just. How many it, and so, you sent? oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's like your friend calls you, and you're like, "Hang up." And you're like, "Hey, call me after nine, bye." Yeah, and hang up yeah. so you don't get charged. Like, hey, stop texting me every word. Just yeah. put it all in one sentence and then text me because I only have a hundred texts this week. <laughs> exactly, and it's just it's one of those things. Like, since their world is so broad, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's there's so many. And again, when you think of social media, you think of like everything you see on social media. A lot of it's positive, mm-hmm. and so it's like, hey, like this kid was, you know. R- for lack of a better term, regs to riches kind of deal in terms of talent or things like that. And, but you don't see all the effort that was put in to get to where they're at. Yeah. Sure. So my anxiety started when I got on MySpace Cause then I got to see how cool everybody else's life was and yeah. how many friends they fucking had and what yeah. kind of cool list music they were listening to. Yeah. And I was a fucking nobody. How was your top eight? <laughs> That was the most stressful yeah. part for me. Yeah. It was the yes. freaking top eight. Yeah. Cause then you're like, you know, if you're not in somebody's top eight that you thought you were cool with, you're not going to put them in your top eight. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah. You're out. It's garbage. You're yeah. out, dude. As soon as I slid out of top eight on yours, you were out of mine. Yep. Like fucking yeah. that. Who goes number three? That was the uh, worst thing for kids. <laughs> Let's fucking rank your friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I just remember, I remember it was a top eight and then they offered that patch that you could download where you can make like a top 64 or a top oh 32 God, or yeah. a top 16. You spend top all 64. night fucking like top <laughs> just 64. A, but arranging them, hmm, yeah. right? Because it mattered. And I'm like, somewhere I only in the have 50s. 20 friends. Yeah. <laughs> but it was always like, for me, it was like, and I don't know how it was for you guys, but it was like, oh, uh, I'm dating this girl, mm. right? So she jumps. But it was always my brother and my sister were my top two because that way I could always justify it, right? Oh, it's yeah. my brother and sister. Like, you don't outrank them. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't have so. to hurt anybody's feelings. Nope. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. 
it just escalated from there. Yeah, I, that's I, that's when the anxiety started. Yeah, I just <laughs> social media. I, yeah. I just saw that. Uh, yeah. They just had a meme the other day that was like somebody posted. They were like, "Someone should make it so you can put like uh, music on your Twitter profile, so that way everyone can know what you're listening to." And then right below it, it just says, "We've reached the moment where the generation doesn't know about MySpace." Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I wonder what uh, what's Tom, Tom up to? Tom up to? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, I think he's a photographer. What's that? He's a photographer. He's doing great though. Yeah, it takes a because they sold, yeah, you know, MySpace and made a ton of money on mm-hmm. it. He has a great. he has a dream life. He seems super happy. He yeah. had a bunch of money to go do a hobby that most people can't do because it's expensive. Yeah, travel around and take pictures with awesome cameras. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Tom, what, what did you guy? do? Yeah, and he just started in that white T-shirt. Yep. <laughs> just, but didn't 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 voice his opinion on anything yeah, literally yeah. just said just sat there just in his chair turned like this smiling i wonder if he sits at night drinking like bourbon and he's just sitting in his dark room going what did i do yeah what did i create yeah or, or like, do you think he thinks like somebody else would have done it so i just needed to do yeah it. maybe you know I, I i certainly don't know what uh what the zeitgeist or what the the thing was happening in his circle of friends you know yeah. maybe somebody else was talking about doing it yeah he yeah. winkle va- von austin Voss yeah, yeah. yeah i was gonna say do you think he's ever uh he's ever like damn i could have been mark i don't he think so I, like i i would think no, he like honestly sits, i mean but look at mark he, dude, he has an island in hawaii i mean at, yeah look what he has to deal with yeah right he gets called True. to congress it seems like every freaking month yeah, to talk about something dude that guy should quit i don't know what he's doing <sighs> i mean we said that about bezos and he finally took our advice yeah huh? yeah well <laughs> whoa okay <laughs> we need to uh i don't know something with facebook stock because he's gonna retire now yeah i know right we were this is this is gonna be published and he's gonna be like i'm announcing my retirement he's gonna be like i'm really. divorcing my wife i think i'm pretty sure we called gates divorce too mm, true did true. you call gates his divorce no i was gonna say because that'd be a really big one like i'd <laughs> yeah, be impressed with yeah. the bill and millenni- i mean the fact like, they're keeping their foundations <laughs> together is huge yeah i mean I was, you got to I guess, you know, if you're that big of a foundation, mm-hmm. like one of the biggest, right? Like, would yeah. they eradicate polio? Uh, right? Yeah, they're a huge player. They are. They're a huge yeah. player in like polio and like other infectious diseases. Doing a lot with HIV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Giving it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there was some money gone to COVID too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Probably. Oh yeah. Probably somewhere in the. He's like. I, I mean, they do keep my for, money. Yeah. They do tons yeah. for education and stuff like that. Well, too, he suggested the uh, the microchip thing that we all get. They they put the microchip in the oh the yeah vaccine, in the right? Pfizer yeah yeah the Pfizer one yeah yeah, yeah. Right. P stands for <laughs> photoreceptor. <laughs> What? <laughs> you gonna keep going? What's the Z stand for? Oh no! Zirconium. I'm on the spot. I can't do it. Zion. Yeah. Um. No. I mean, um, MySpace. Yeah. Facebook. It's still aspirations. Up. Uh. Yeah. MySpace. Yeah. Isn't it just mu- mostly a music website now? Music. I think musician. Uh, I always told kids if they could find my old profile, like just buried deep in the catacombs. It's of there. It. I was it's like, there, if, they, right? if they could find None it, of us I deleted said, it. Yeah. No, I said, but I, I think they rearranged it. I don't think you can find me anymore. Because hmm. I remember, because yeah. I remember my, I remember because remember when you could add your own MySpace like handle on the end of it. So it was like MySpace.com/slash mm. whatever yeah. you wanted to put it out there. And I remember mm. I put something on there. And I've looked it up and I can't find it. So yeah, I, I just don't have that email anymore. Yeah, it's like gone. So how would I even re- recover it? Right. I just want no. I mean, I just All wanted them. to find it. Mine wasn't private. 
So uh, like, I just want to see yeah. what the heck I thought yeah. was good <laughs> I put on there. <laughs> so, really oh, I don't want to know what. But I the, the, thing, no, but think about think how funny this would be, right? Because like all those patches and like anything you did to like change your profile are probably not there anymore. <laughs> so your profile oh, no. probably looks yeah. ridiculous. I can imagine they purged profiles yeah. after you didn't log in for a while Correct, or yeah. archived them, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it, it's got to be that way somebody's gonna prove us wrong yeah probably uh youtube do your thing yeah, yeah do your thing work someone, your magic some, someone find my profile out yeah, there get out there yeah, yeah. find uh, us put it in the comments yeah please yeah. should we make up <laughs> uh, uh like a profile for at the lucky duck you should on myspace yeah, yeah. Well, should we, we have a i know for my my youtube channel we have an instagram and a facebook page yeah, yeah. so what so uh, i know you plugged it earlier but what what, what is it it's uh, a shameless plug too yeah no it's okay <laughs> What, so what, it's so actually, what is your YouTube channel? So our yeah, YouTube channel is here. actually called, uh, it's, so my last name is Turner and my buddy that I do it with, another teacher, uh, his name is Barker. So it's called Turn Bark Time. Turn Bark Time. <laughs> yep. And nice. it started as a COVID joke because oh. we were kind of looking at like, how can we teach kids when like we're in this remote scenario and like trying to figure out computers and everything. And we're like, well, most, most kids, I won't say all kids, most kids have a phone. Most kids access YouTube pretty regularly. Um, so we're like, what if we just made a YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Like what if we just, and we just started talking about stuff similar to what, you know, you and uh, miles do on this. So okay. it was kind of a fun, fun thing. And we, and we've, we started with just like, so just talking about anything history, that we thought was interesting and we took recommendations and suggestions and things like that. And then sometimes we or somewhere we went off on the beaten path and we talked about like our favorites. So we talked about like our favorite video games, our favorite movies, um, and you know, historical movies, sports movies. Um, and then, uh, we've talked about like the history of toys. Hmm. We've talked about like the history of our favorite candy. We've talked, you know, just like those different things. And then intermittently we would do one, that would be around what we were trying to teach that week. Okay. Cause we'd like to think that our kids like to listen to us. Cause we just make terrible, <laughs> terrible dad jokes. We like emphasize things that are funny. We tell those parts of history that aren't as popular Yeah, and they're not going to be told in your textbook mm. and just to keep them interested, you know, cause I, I'm very well aware history is a very boring subject. If you are just reading your standard textbook yeah. and answering questions, like it's not yeah. the way to do it. Hmm. And so, so yeah, we made a we made an Instagram and stuff like that. And so like our like I said, our last one we talked about was our uh, was that case before the Supreme Court on First Amendment. Um, and then we were gonna talk about something last week, but something came up because it was his uh, his daughter's birthday. So ah uh, yeah yeah. Do you ever so, have guests? Yeah. No, we haven't. And, and the reason is we don't have this nice setup that you guys have. We're trying to figure it out still. We just use Skype, so we'll call each other on Skype, and it puts us panel yeah. panel next to each other, and then. Mm-hmm. We edit and add images and things like that, but whatever works. Yep. That's the so. way to go. You gotta, you just gotta start doing it. That was like my philosophy for this it was just like, yeah, we could produce it or write stuff for it or spend all this time and energy and, yeah. and then like do it. But I was like, no, we're just going to turn the camera on, turn the mics on, just start go. Who, yeah. Whoever comes in the listen town. Listen to our first podcast and then listen to this one. And I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to go. That I'm year. going back and finding these. Yeah. These are, these are going to be good. Yeah. It's been fun so far. Mm-hmm. I, I, we like doing it. And, um, that, and that's the biggest thing is like we get enjoyment out of it. Cause now he's actually moved to the Western Washington and back oh. to his hometown just cause his, uh, he has some family members that, that weren't doing well. His dad passed away mm. um, and stuff like that uh, actually after they got back. So it was really cool because he was home for everything. He was there to take care of them, got to say goodbye to him, 
you know, the whole spiel right there. And so it was really nice. Um, but now it's our chance to talk, you know, and we'll, we'll film, you know, a 20 to 40 minute video realistically. Cause we right. just talk and talk and talk because, <laughs> but it's fun. Like just, but yeah. then we'll talk an hour before and an hour after the video, right. like, just to get caught up on life mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, so you, you establish a topic and do you do like research about it mm-hmm. and stuff and then write yeah. about what you're going to talk about? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and we'll build off of each other and stuff like that. So similar to what I would do like for any history class is kind of yep. like the, the mindset Lesson behind plan. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. What is, uh, so you, you mentioned there's some topics that you talk about on the show that mm-hmm. you don't get to talk about in class. Yeah. What do you think? Is there like a one burning desire of a topic that you're like, I, man, I wish this was in the curriculum and it just isn't, and we don't have time to talk about it. Is there like maybe one or two things that you wish was more that's a taught really, in school? That's a really great question. Um, I would say things that I don't have time to talk about. I'm so I'm really into military history. Like I love strategy okay. and figuring out how commanders did certain things on the battlefield yeah. and how they used, you know, like Sun's art, art of, of war. war. Yep, exactly. Um kind of doing that stuff, but realistically when it comes to like a child's education, that's not necessary. <laughs> and like when teaching the American Revolution yeah. and teaching like even teaching, you know, World War 2 in terms of like battle tactics or anything like that is not necessary. Yeah. You need to understand the political climate of the world. You mm-hmm. need to understand how um, anything back home affected. Like, so if I was teaching like the battle of Normandy, I would talk more about how Hitler believed that Patton was a better general. And so he actually staged all of his forces at Calais because he was certain that Patton would come there. Right. Mm. Versus like that, that's a bigger thing than like describing like, you know, the landing at Omaha, Utah, uh, Juno sword and gold to try and do that. But I also like bringing up the fact that like kids make, will make jokes, but they won't know what they're talking about. It's like, kids are like, Oh yeah. Like we could attack Canada. Like we could take them. I was like, you know, Canada took their own beach on D day. Right. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Canada's army did. They took their own section of beach on D day. <laughs> they had their own section. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's like, it's just stuff like that. Hmm. Um, so I would say if I had time to talk about it, I would talk military tactics. Like that's my, favorite thing like i try and explain to kids that like in the french and indian war um the french are using native american tactics so they're hiding behind trees yeah. and the kids are like duh like that's the smart thing to do yeah. and i was like they're like what were they doing i was like oh they were lining up in rows and trying to shoot at them for they're warfare, like they're yeah. like that's what and i was like yeah. yeah i was like because when you think of europe right all the trees have been chopped down so you're gonna line up in a big field your yeah. guns aren't that great so you're all just gonna fire at the same time hopefully hit them with a wave of bullets they all fall down. Hopefully you hit more people than they hit. Yeah. But like Native Americans, they use bow and arrows. They're yeah. all about accuracy because you don't uh, you don't have as much power behind them. So you have to hit your target. And again, Native Americans are trained, you know, are taught from young childhood, right? Like you make your arrow. Yeah. So it's valuable to you if you don't hit your target. You have yeah, to- they're hunters too. So they're like normally hiding in bushes to right. yeah. try to get their prey. And, and so, and that's the, and then like you talk about like how that's like the the shift when it comes to like how Washington wins the war, mm. right? Like he uses a lot more like when he's losing, cause his army's just getting their butt kicked the entire time. So he uses snipers and he uses, you know, hit and run tactics mm. to eliminate, you know, cause he's not going to, he's like, I don't need to go toe to toe with Britain. Right. Right. And then what's fun is like, you make it full, not fun. That's not the right term. What's interesting <laughs> is you make it full circle. Right. And you look at like hit and run tactics you look at not fighting when you have a disadvantage, mm. right? Exactly what happened to America during the Vietnam War. Right. Right. You yeah. have a 
you can't figure out who your enemy is, mm-hmm. right? You, uh, you could be living right next to them, right? You basically have a counterinsurgency. And so the weather's terrible. Yep. It was miserable. <laughs> the, it's like the cards are stacked against you. Did you ever see the, uh, did you ever see good morning Vietnam? Actually, no. Oh, it's good. on my like top five movies to watch. Right. So now. I, I I'd recommend it. But one of yeah. the, one of the characters he's doing is like a guy he brings in. He's a voice he does. And he's bringing him in from military intelligence. And he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, so you have any luck finding the enemy? He's like, we found out that we can't find him. <laughs> he's like, well, how are you looking for him? And he goes, he goes, we ask people, are you the enemy? If they say yes, we shoot him. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's, it's Funny. literally what it is. And so it's interesting because like, if you, if you look into it and you study like Ho Chi Minh, like he got all of his tactics from what the Americans did in the Revolutionary War mm. and how successful it was. And so it's like all that stuff comes back and it's full circle when we talk that's about this so stuff. So that's that's why I like talking military tactics and stuff like that. It's just it fascinates me how who when people upgrade, right? And decide like, hey, you know, you look at World War One, right? You're using old school run at you tactics with machine guns. That's why it's so devastating, right? And then you get to World War Two and you start getting more into like squads. You know, you still have full battalions fighting and things like that, and you have massive invasions, but it's more focused on the unit rather mm-hmm. than you know just this massive army yeah. that i can throw at mm-hmm. you that's interesting and then to today's war yeah yeah where and that's what i tell kids Drone like in, in my mind we'll never have a world war one world war two scenario ever again we won't ever need a military draft because everything's going to be mechanized yeah. you know you look like you said drones um or, or hopefully war will just go away yeah <laughs> that would be ideal yeah i won't or i will not argue that so yeah. I'm so fascinated with Vietnam, the Vietnam era. Just like not not even just the the war, but like the counterculture and everything yep. that that kind of was so like intertwined with each other. So next time you come back, we'll have oh, to. I'll be down. Dive into Vietnam because we'll have to watch the so, movie. It's a great, I, it, it's a great film, and it it. I mean, I'm a Robin Williams fan. Period. Yeah. Like, there's I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I don't like of his. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I, who doesn't love the guy? Yeah. Flubber? I mean, Flubber. Top, <laughs> great film. Top Robin Williams fan uh, movie? Yeah, totally. I Ever? see I see Dead Poet Society, if you've ever seen that one. But yeah. that one's more... Captain I get, Captain. Yeah, but teacher, right? Like So I get more uh, like fired up about that one. Huh. Yeah. Right? But then you got uh, yeah, Good Morning Vietnam, the mm-hmm. classic right there. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, what are the other ones? He's Patch Adams. It's a little more depressing. Could Good you do a hunting. Mrs. Doubtfire these, these days? The, with the climate I don't, I don't think you could yeah i think uh you know it, it'd be yeah i, don't, I, don't I think, think if you, you watched it right now you probably would find some things that didn't age well no no i don't know i, I don't feel like so. you might you might be able to get get away with it i don't know well i don't i just don't know how you get away without recognizing the person oh like that's the i guess I that's that's more yeah. what i was okay. saying like yeah. you could wear it yeah yeah i mean like in today's world drag dress however you want yeah. yep yeah you do you yeah, that, yeah, that was that's a good. I've seen that one so many. That was like on TBS, like on <laughs> every yep every we week. Come yeah. home, just like turn on TBS. <laughs> this is Doubtfire. Yeah, I'm showing my whiteness. TBS. Yep. Yeah. What was it? What else was on there? There's a couple sitcoms that were um, TBS. Yeah, TBS. Well, I just remember Rerun. TBS. You just play Everybody Family Guy a little bit. Oh, TBS. Oh, like yeah, yeah, all the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't the Office on TBS? CBS. CBS. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. 
NBC. NBC. That's what I'm thinking. There you go. CBS. Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. NBC. That's so devastating. Such a great show, and just yeah. can't. Paywalled. Yeah, yeah. Just can't watch it anymore. I just can't buy Peacock just for is the it, office. If you, if you have Comcast, you get Peacock, right? Do you? I think. Comcast doesn't actually service my town. <laughs> well, uh, that's a, you have a, so you live in a small town. Yeah. Yeah. New and census so. will probably be about 8,000 is my guess. Whoa. Yeah. So you know everyone? Uh, I don't know it's everyone. It's like the size of our high school. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> 8,000 people. Well, it's something I come from. The town I come from, like if you put every piece of it together, so the unincorporated areas too, you'd be like one. Or no, you'd probably be like it probably like 50 75,000 yeah, like people okay. like just in the area yeah um but yeah it was it was a cool culture shock we have two stoplights it's pretty exciting just yeah. got a roundabout two years ago yeah. oh damn <laughs> yeah i know we're moving up the upgrading world. we got i was laughing Technology. i was telling somebody the other day i was like we have i think we have like eight name brand things is all we have yeah, yeah that that's includes restaurants and gas stations do you have a kohl's we do not. We don't have even a mall, dude. Okay, I'm not moving. I'm never ever visiting. You don't that. need to move here. Like yeah. it's I so my only my only pitch to come to my town is the Gorge Amphitheater. I live ten miles from the Gorge. Okay. Have you heard of it? So I've never heard of that actually. Oh really? No. It and Red Rock should I I feel like trade off for the best outdoor venue. Okay. All right. So so when Miles that, and yeah. Sarah have already said that they're coming, so you and you and Jane just come on up. There and you go. We'll, we'll see a concert together. It's it's just a cool venue. I've seen, I've been to Red Rocks twice. And I've seen concerts, loved it. And what did you see? Uh, I saw Zach Brown Band. Oh, nice. Yeah. I saw Zach Brown Band. I saw the Avid Brothers. Yeah, at oh, Red yeah. Rocks. Yeah, and they're kind of, they're doing a three night show. I saw that. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, a couple weeks actually. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and then at the Gorge, I've seen Zach Brown Band because mm-hmm. I wanted to compare the two. Yeah. Um, what was better? It's too different. They're, they're too, I can't. I know. I'm okay. in Colorado. Yeah. I gotta, gotta be. Yeah, but I mean, it's my. I'm it's where kidding. I live now. Yeah. I, I love the gorge, and the reason I love the gorge is it's it's more expansive, I guess. Okay. So obviously, with Red Rocks, you have kind of a bench seat that's yours, mm-hmm. right? Which is nice. But like the gorge is just a grassy hill. Okay. That you can sit oh. on. Do and you know so you, what has a bigger capacity? If I was gonna go out on a limb without knowing off the top of my head, like the actual numbers, I would say the gorge has a bigger capacity. Gotcha. So, because the only seats that are reserved for the gorge are down below, like by the stage. Mm. Everybody else, like, just spreads out on a hill, and that's what makes it yeah. fun. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can just be sitting next to cool it's like people. A fest, it's like a festival type of mm-hmm. setting, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But even then, I've seen so I've seen the Avid Brothers there. I've seen Zach Brown Band. I've seen um, Eric Church a bunch. Mm. Um, so you like uh, country music? Yep. Yep. Tends to be my tends to be my go to. But I actually listen to everything except like heavy metal. I can't if I can't understand what you're saying. I have a tough time <laughs> listening there to it. Go. So we were jamming to post. Posty, some mumble rap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't know what he just said, but <laughs> but he's got facial tattoos and he smiles and a lot. He has so. auto tune, so yep. it sounds something about Decent. money and drugs. Yeah. So. Well, actually, a really fun thing. So I was showing my kids auto tune, right? Because you can auto tune on GarageBand and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh, and so I was showing them that, but I was like, you guys know who T Pain is? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know who T Pain is. So you've ever heard T Pain sing without auto tune? And they're like, no. And I put the YouTube video, up and they're like he's a really good singer. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I've seen this on a meme before. It's like, uh, auto tune needs T pain more than T pain needs auto tune. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. <laughs> he's so talented. He does, uh, he does like Twitch now. Oh, does he? Yeah. What? And he does. He's like, 
I think it's Twitch. Um, and his intro, he like raps like freestyles. Oh, and really? it's amazing. <laughs> I bet that's it's amazing. Dope. I was cool. so impressed. I'm like T Pain. Yeah. Holy shit. What does he do? Um, he plays games. I think he plays games. Yeah. Uh, you know, game he plays. Snoop yeah. Dogg does that too. I don't. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Snoop Dogg left his like live stream going for like like twelve hours. That's like on accident. Me. He came back. He's like, oh shit, this stuff's still playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. That, I love that guy. You can't hate him. No, he's it's, impossible to well, hate. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the voice. Like just watching that show, and he yeah. was their mega mentor. So like when they were oh. doing like the knockouts, he heard everybody sing, and it was the funniest freaking thing. <laughs> he's like, you know, I like some country music. He's like, you sang that song right there, and a tear started to come out of my yeah. eye, and I had to be like, ah, get back in there, get back in there. It was just like I was like. This guy is telling country singers how to sing. Yeah, I love great. this. Uh, he's so good. And he looks good for his age. The guy's oh, like, yeah. he's, I mean, uh, he's up there now. And, marijuana um, does wonders. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. He's going to live forever. It, that's that's one guy I wouldn't mind if you just, they like uh, found out how to keep you alive. Like one guy, you have to pick one guy <laughs> out of everybody in each yeah. nation yep. and we're, make it we're live keeping forever. Snoop. We keep Snoop. Yep. He's just a treasure. Yep. Are you looking up to see how old he is? <laughs> yeah. Snoop's got to be in his 50s, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What are you, you going to guess? I'm going to say 50. I'm going to say 54. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess uh, 57. 49. Is really? it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh sh- sorry, Snoop. Damn, he looks bad for his wow. age. No, Snoop, you look great. I'm sorry, man. No, he's beautiful. Yeah. Snoop, you were around before I, he's a national I was treasure. allowed to listen to rap music. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. I like that he's just so calm all the time. He really it's is. because he's high. Like, nothing riles him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, I mean, he's like, perma high. He's smoked yeah. so much weed that it just doesn't go away, <laughs> yeah. even if he, like, takes a week off. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine. Good for him. What do you think his annual weed budget is? Oh, my God. <laughs> can't imagine. Well, he probably Or do you think they just get it free, now. like, because he's just so sponsored? Well, yeah. I mean, if Or do you think he grows? He, that's his next move. If he mm-hmm. starts growing weed and selling oh, it, and, like, oh, he weed? has to have a brand. Yeah, of course. I mean, California. that's the California way. Okay, I guess, yeah, California. Yeah. I see it down there. Well, the the big the big one was Wiz Khalifa had like hired his own joint roller. Oh, really? oh And so the guy was making like six figures just rolling his joints. <laughs> that's like, incredible. Well, that's like so. One of the cool facts that I've had, and this is a, a story that I don't I don't tell very often because I can't tell it to kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were on that Washington D.C. trip, and we're down in we're at George Washington's farm. Right. Oh. And so George Washington like owned a lot more land than what you have now at Mount Vernon. Have you ever been to Mount Vernon? I guess I should ask that. No, I've actually never been to DC. Oh really? I was thinking that's prob- probably your Disney world. It's literally Disney my history. Disney world. Yeah. It's so much fun. And I know like all the ins and outs now. I bet. Right. Like, nice. and this is gonna be off topic, but one of my favorite stories is taking my dad there. Right. My dad is a very staunch conservative man. Like he's just, and, and I know where it comes from just being the, like, he's like, I've earned, I've worked really, really hard in my life. Like his family, what did not have a lot of money. Both mm-hmm. his parents like had their own like jobs and businesses and stuff like that. So he comes from that mindset of like, Hey, I've worked really hard. Don't take what I've worked for. But mm. I totally understand, totally respect yeah. and everything like that. But I had him that Washington only has democratic senators <laughs> and, right. uh, and to get into like the capital tour, like to get a good one, you know, where it's like an actual, like an aid to the senators take you on the tour. So they take you into all the areas that you, you can't go on just the regular capital tour. So I, I called Senator Murray's office and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'd like to set up a tour. And so my dad sent a text. We were sitting there waiting for the tour to start. My dad sent a text to my family and just goes, 
can you believe I'm waiting in Senator Murray's office right now? And I haven't said a dang thing <laughs> in my family. My mom's like, just remember all she's done for veterans. And he's like, you're right. Good yeah. point. So, but That's anyway, funny. um, we were down at George Washington's, uh, George Washington's farm and they, they actually still grow all like similar crops that he used to grow. And they try and do it mm-hmm. as, as authentically as they can, including, um, they have like, a this hay system that he invented so it's like they put all the hay or not hay, sorry, wheat. They put all the wheat at the top of this barn with these like thin slats in between. And then they walk a horse around it and the horse crunches all the kernels out of the wheat and it drops on the floor below. But the stalks and the grass like don't fall. Whoa. And so it's like this really cool system. Well, anyway, we were seeing that and this guy was like, well, you got to come over here. You got to show I'm, I'm I'm growing like tobacco. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, and so I asked the guy, I was like, what do you do with the tobacco? And he's like, oh, we can't sell it. He's like, do you want some? Whoa. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, do you have a baggie? And I was like, yeah. And I literally had like a bag that we had tickets in or something like that. That wasn't a big deal. Like I could throw the tickets in the envelope. Yeah. And I opened it up and he literally takes out this leather pouch, probably about the size of like those old digital camera like holders, the, yeah. the little ones, full of tobacco. And he literally just opens it, what? just dumps it all into Is my Is it just bag. tobacco? Like dried yeah, leaf? just dried leaf tobacco. Wow. And it's already like processed. And he goes, yeah, but we don't like, we don't do their processing. Like we do like how he would have done it and how he would have smoked it. And he goes, I smoke this in my pipe every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Good for you, dude. Damn. So I've, wow. I've smoked fa- George Washington's tobacco before. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, how it's was nuts. It? Uh, it was good. I may have mixed it with another flowered plant yeah, that made well, it even better. So, yeah. Cause then I felt really freaking cool. And I was like, yeah. if I was with Snoop Dogg right now, I wonder what he would say. <laughs> so, George Washington would be proud. He would. He that, grew, that guy, he grew hemp. Did yeah, so. yeah. A, lo- a lot of people did you yeah. should, back then. You should contact Snoop Dogg and ask if you want to do a joint venture. I would love that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> did he? I'd have to he... retire from teaching though, because I'd get run out of my town on a rail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wasn't wasn't um, George Washington the whole like cherry tree thing? Is Not real. Is, at is all. that a thing? Not real at yeah. all. Yeah. Who made that? Heard that's it from. It's a. Um, it's like a children's tale, like kind of deal, like where okay. it's meant to like show like a, a lot of your history is taught to make America look star spangled. Awesome. Yes. Right. Like right. you're supposed to like divert from some of those stories and like people are really uncomfortable talking about slavery. They're really uncomfortable talking about like Japanese internment. You're really uncomfortable about like the Chinese exclusion act, mm-hmm. like all these moments. And I'm, I find myself in like the balance. There are some teachers who are like, you only need to teach about like everything America's done wrong. There are other people who are like, you only need to teach about everything America's done right. And I'm kind of in the middle. Like okay. you have to recognize the good with the bad. Right. Right. George Washington owned like over 300 slaves. Yeah. Right. The famous thing is like, oh, he signed in his will that everybody, like all his slaves were freed when he died. Not true. Not true at all. Yeah. yeah. Martha, I think only well, like one or two people got free when he actually died. Yeah. And then Martha was supposed to free them after her death. And they kind of, again, it was, she could give them away though. Right. Cause they were her property. So she would give them to sons and daughters and things like that. Nieces, nephews. Right. Could you imagine that? Like that's, like he gave him away to his like his nephew. It's like, hey, you've been such a good boy. You got A in school. Here's yeah. a here's human people. To, here's a human to own. Yeah, that's crazy. Fucked. Yeah, exactly. History and, is written in the by the victors, right? Isn't yeah, it's a, and there was one that was what was it? Uh, I was watching this. There's a uh, I want to call her a historian, but that's not what she, I don't think that's what she is. She was it was for a uh, like an equity conference, and she was saying until the lion gets a historian. Uh, history will always glorify the hunter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was right. like, I really like that. You know what That's I mean? That's powerful. Like, yeah. yeah. You have to think about it. And I, again, I know it's really uncomfortable. It's, 
people talk about it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you think of like the history we learned, right? Very kind of whitewashed. Like you talked about slavery a little bit, but a like bit, yeah. it was just like, oh yeah. And then everything got better when the Civil War ended. It's like, it's, like, no. it's not what happened at yeah. all. Mm. So yeah, I think we got, I, I, at least I did. I got a pretty balanced. Oh, good. Um, you know, yeah, we talked about the Trail of Tears and the Indian. I talked know, a lot about uh, Rosa Parks. Is yeah. a huge example that's always used, right? The Holocaust too. Okay, so we're gonna yeah. re- we're gonna rewind really quick. You know, Rosa Parks wasn't the first woman to give up her seat, right? I don't know that, but I didn't know that she was. I never assumed she was the first. So here's the reason: yeah. there was actually a woman who who did it. Um, I think it was like two weeks or no, it was a month earlier. Had done the same thing, mm-hmm. but they couldn't hype her up because she was pregnant out of wedlock uh, and i think she was a teenager too but i cannot tell you the name and that's really bad as a history teacher i can't tell you the name of that that yeah, person I bet she's pissed yeah fuck rosa well but it was like that i mean that's that that's <laughs> an example of first. even how history worked right like you talk about martin luther king right when yes. we talk about his nonviolent protests and things yeah. like that martin luther king wasn't opposed to violence like in mm. his protests because again he saw it as a way of like you know we're going to do this until people listen and there might come a point when we have to, you yeah. know, be violent. Mm. Right. But Martin Luther King, like the, um, voting rights was like a big thing for him, but also jobs, like having like a, an, um, like a way to secure jobs for African Americans, like, mm. and guarantee them equal pay and things like that were huge, but we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, the the whole Christopher Columbus thing. Don't. I was okay. taught so wrong. Okay, hold on, hold on. Christopher, uh, slave owner or not? Christopher Columbus? Yes. Slave owner or not? No. No, okay. No. Well, technically, I guess I'm going to say technically yes, because he enslaved the Arawak uh, people. Okay. So did he massacre the Arawak uh, Indians? Yes. Yes. But not through the way you're thinking like a traditional massacre. It was more like through like we we would today we would call it uh like bio warfare Mm -hmm. so like sicknesses smallpox things like that not intentionally but also they like when they got to where they were at they were like hey we're gonna make we can grow sugar here right like and this wasn't him personally this was like spain like we're gonna grow sugar here and we don't care if these people die working in our sugar fields like we're just gonna Mm -hmm. work them till they die cool we'll get a new one yeah and do that so didn't he like record saying like uh these people are you know, such and such, you know, they, we can, I'm pretty sure we can enslave them in like two days. Yep. Absolutely. Like yeah. Yeah. Versus you had like, and that's the thing, like he never saw, um, like the Aztec empire. Mm. Right. Like he never saw like the intricacies of the Inca. Right. Or, well, I guess the Mayan weren't really around as much. And so, right. Hmm. But wow. he's just, yeah, he's a whole nother. So, so do you, uh, do you go out of your way to make sure that when if do do you ever notice anything in like the textbooks or the curriculum where you're like yeah it's a little whitewashy maybe i yeah eh, yeah and and we have a good truth i really like our curriculum overall it's a really good like just overarching picture okay which is like what our goal is and then we insert you know um what's the word i'm looking for we insert I'm not going to remember. Well, you said, you said that every teacher does, has their own, uh, like ideology about how to teach. Right. So yeah. some people, you said some people will just teach you 
the bad. Some people will just teach the good and you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I would say that it's like not even at my school. Like I would just say that there are people like just listening to the news. Right. Like, so one of the big ones is the New York times came out with like the 1619 project, which is a whole curriculum that teaches American history through like slavery and Mm -hmm. like, um, indigenous people and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so minority groups. And then you have like a counter example, which the Trump, uh, white house produced, uh, I think right before November, that was basically like a patriotic version of that. Right. Like, so not talking about all the bad stuff that happened in America Mm -hmm. and like talking about how people overcame this and how they've always been, you know, working to strive and been an immigrant culture and things like that. And like somewhere in between lies the truth. Right. Right. Because like George Washington, yeah, was he a slave owner who owned 300 slaves? Did he probably do things to his slaves that were not good? Yes, probably, most likely. Um, but is he an important historical figure in the founding of our country? Absolutely. Right. Did he do more good than bad? That's up for people to decide. Right. And I don't, I like, there are people who are like, well, get rid of him, get rid of Jefferson, you know, get rid of that. And it's like, in my opinion, and again, I'm being white, right? Like, it's a little different for me, but it's like, did their did their contributions outweigh their you know strikes against them? And I I say yes, but that's just me. Hmm. So, it, and it's also not. And I'm sure this is the way you teach. It's not your, um, it's not your duty to make that judgment and teach nope. it to your kids. It's it's your duty to give them the information needed to make their own judgment. Yeah, I mean, and that's the tough one. And and and. With, with COVID, what's been interesting is like a lot more parents have been involved. Mm. Like I, I had a, a meeting the other day with a parent who didn't like how I used white privilege or police brutality mm. in my classroom, like just having a discussion. It actually wasn't even a history class. It was an advisory classroom because a student had asked me a question about something. And so I got into talking about it and they didn't like it. So we sat down with a meeting with the principal and the parent and hashed everything out. So interesting. And their big thing was like, well, your opinion needs to stay out of the classroom. I said, but I was asked my opinion. Yeah. Like, so I was like, I'm going to give it to him. And my, my principal had said, he's like, well, he's like, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. But he's like, when you, you know, he's like, I think of your opinion as like wearing green on St. Patrick's day. Right. If I don't give it and I wear green on St. Patrick's day, I don't get pinched. I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So if you give your opinion, you're going to worry about parents thinking that you're trying to control their children's minds and things like that. Whereas if you don't give it, you're never going to have to worry about that and you never have to worry about them feeling that way. So, Hmm. yeah, that's the world we live in. It's nuts. Yeah. And I hope I I only see it getting better though. I there just know that like for all the negative we've talked about and like all that stuff I brought up there, the world's in good hands. Yeah. Like even just knowing my tiny community, right? Like kids are good. Mm -hmm. Right they're good people. We're, we're going to be okay. Right. So I like hearing that from a history teacher because you have a better understanding of what has happened in the past and how people were in the past and how we are now and what you might think is the future. Yeah. And that's just every day, like, you know, cause it, like you had said earlier, you made the joke about like, it's these days, gosh, dang it. <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Like we're, it'll, it will be okay. There's good in the world and there's gonna, it's going to keep going. So I love that. And that's the captain America in you. Yep. Right. So (laughs) back to the first, you can live forever. Steve Rogers. Yeah. 
Cool, man. Well, this feels like a fitting note to end things on. Yeah, I, I really so. appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll have to have you back on. I would love to be back. Soon. It was a lot of fun to do this with you guys. Yeah, so thank definitely. you. And then um, tell everybody where they can find your show on YouTube. Yeah, and... if you go on YouTube and you type in Turn Bark Time, you'll see it. It's got us dressed in uh, our historical costumes we wear to school. So it'll be pretty fun. So Turn Bark Time, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out. Excellent. All right. Well, Thanks again, and until next time, everybody, adios. Peace.